Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, guys, what's up? Michael Strange here, and we have another Troubled Minds classic for you. This one was aired October 2nd, 2020, and this is regarding Palantir, or as I called it then, Big Brother on Steroids. Hope you're digging the shows. Thanks for listening, guys. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Can you send their lights to the sky? The Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. What's up, guys? It is Friday, and that means it is show night. And that means we're back to talk about all of the things we're not allowed to talk about, of course. <laughs> yeah, 
Like I always say, it's still not illegal. We're still doing it. All those things we can't talk about? Well, you know, that would be aliens. That would be conspiracy. That would be the paranormal. That would be the 24-hour news cycle. That would be the government. That would be the weather and geoengineering. That would be academia. That would be everything and how we live in the upside down and we're supposed to pretend we're not. That is what this show is about. And that's what we're back to talk about. That's what we do on this show. And we're going to continue to do that on this show until it's illegal. And I'll be damned. I'll be damned if they stop us. If they stop us. You can't stop us. You can only hope to contain us. And the, the technocracy is doing their best <laughs> to contain us, that's for sure. Okay, so uh, so with all of that said, all the blusters out the window now. But uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a show about all those things. And uh, we're, uh, we, we do this live. I want, I want to point this out. This is critical because uh, we do this for you. And we do this uh, as a community. So we can all get together and talk about these things. Because, well, there isn't a place where you can. I think that's the biggest problem, right? Like every every single thing seems to be, uh, what would you call it? Uh, everything everything seems to be um, censored. Everything seems to be uh, uh, redacted. Everything seems to be not allowed. Like I said, try and call Don, Don Lemon sometime or Sean Hannity while they're on the air and get on, you know, just uh, to give them your random thought. No, not happening, right? Because you're, you're not part of the script. If you're not part of the script, you ain't on air. It's as simple as that. And uh, that's what this is about. It's about the opposite of that. So meaning that if you pick up this, pick up your phone, you dial this phone number, 702-957-1037, you can find, yeah, you'll get on the show. You'll be able to talk to me, right? Like, not like I'm some celebrity and you should be honored or anything, but you should get your ass on here and tell us what you think. Because that's what this is about. It's not about what I think. It's about what you think. And the more of us get together and call in and talk about these things, the more we uh, get together. So uh, that's what's up. That's what we're that's what we're doing. And uh, you can also join the Discord. We use the Discord, uh, which is a chat and a voice program. Uh, all the kids are using it these days to play video games. But uh, you know, we're we're smart enough to know we can use it for talk shows as well. So we use it uh, for uh, the the international types or the folks that are more technology savvy that don't want to dial an old school long distance number because seven zero two. Uh, Las Vegas area code, and that's where we're streaming from, and etc. So on. So one more time, 702-957-1037. That's the phone number. You call, I'll put you right on the show. You can also join the show uh, by by uh, joining the Discord. Go to troubledminds.org is the official website. You can click the Discord. Uh, the, the link is there. The phone number is there. Everything's there, and uh, you, there, you, there you go. That's how you get on the show. Okay. So with all of that said, it's live. You know what's up. Uh, the way this works is uh, we do this uh, again. We do it live because we want we want to participate with you. And so I will. Uh, we have chat rolling on. Uh, we're streaming on Facebook. We're streaming on YouTube. We're streaming on on the website through YouTube. It's embedded on the website troubleminds.org. All this stuff. Right? We're streaming on uh, Twitch, D Live. We're streaming on um, where uh, Periscope, which is part of Twitter. So etc. So on. We're streaming in all these places. We're reading chat from most of them. Whatever can come through, like the multi-chat plugins. So uh, go ahead and uh, chat it up and uh, whatever whatever uh, I think is pertinent. We should be able to read. We'll read. We'll get you. We'll get you on. Uh, I'll get your chat on the air as well. So yeah. <laughs> As I choke on choke on my words, uh, so okay. So what we're gonna do is we'll do uh, we will do uh, shout out. So uh, the point being that we're we're streaming on all these platforms. Uh, if you want a shout out, just type in where you're listening from, just first first name or uh, uh, city, country, state, whatever is fine. You know we don't need your full address because if you, you give that to me, I won't read it. <laughs> so don't do that. And uh, I'll, we'll give you a shout out. So we're gonna do shout outs first, and then we'll do uh, we'll do conspiracy news. We always do conspiracy news, and it's kind of get to get the uh, the conversation started. And really, it's a uh, like I said, this is about you. If you guys want to call and talk about whatever, uh, like the elephant in the room of the October surprise, 
as they keep calling it, uh, which what turned out to not be what they said. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, we don't really do politics, but uh, there is the elephant in the room of uh, Donald Trump catching the COVID. So if you want to talk about that, there's plenty of conspiracy angles to talk about that without really getting into politics. So we can uh, definitely do that. And uh, yeah, so we're so we will get into some, some conspiracy news, taking your calls, uh, all show. And then uh, we have a topic for tonight, which uh, we, we always have a topic of some sort. Uh, and this, maybe you guys have heard of this, maybe you have not, but it's more of a um, a brand new thing that just hit. It was, it was a IPO, uh, public stock offering situation, uh, and there's a there's a company called Palantir, and this just just went just went uh, public. Okay, so now. What does that mean? What does Palantir mean? We're going to talk about Palantir and exactly what that is. And if it's a if it's a, a an added a welcome added addition to the surveillance state that's already in place, or if this is something like next level, holy shit, hold on to your butts type situation. So we're going to talk about Palantir and Big Brother and the surveillance state in the second half. And uh, again, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Let's go to this phone call and then we'll keep on moving here. What's up? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Ahiga. It's Rob from Texas. Ahiga from Texas. What's up, my man? Long time no talk. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, Mike? Ah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I was watching some videos. I was watching some videos on YouTube about this Trump thing going on right now. And apparently, what I gathered was the lady that got on the helicopter already had it, and they allowed her on the helicopter. Um. You probably know who I'm talking about. That's Hope Hicks, right? But uh, apparently that, uh, yeah, apparently the FBI is the one that started touching her and everything. And so she ended up having it. So she already had it before she even got on the freaking helicopter. And then spread it around to Trump and Melania and everybody else after that. Yeah, I, I I think it was all a set. Okay, so so you think so you think it was a setup? They planted it somehow. They gave it to her just before she got on the helicopter, or sometime just before, and then she got on there. And they did this knowing this. You think it's like the deep state, like the CIA, FBI, something like that? Yep. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, so so you you actually believe he does have it as part of the conspiracy angle? He's it's not about uh, whether what you know whether there's they're making this up for publicity or election sympathy or any of the rest of this. You think he's got it, and you think they came after him with it? I believe they, I, I think it was actually a plan. I mean, the whole entire time, I mean, of course, you know, it's it's been planned and everything, so how's the better way to do it? Uh, that, that would make sense, calling it the <laughs> they've plan. They've been trying to kill them, you know, they've, they've been trying to kill them and stuff, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't know if we've had any so, actual I mean, shots on his uh, on his life here, but yeah, I mean. I definitely hate the man. I, I think that's very clear that uh, the media definitely has a, a, a deep hatred for Donald Trump. Uh, but I mean, so so uh, oh, yeah. this wouldn't be the first time. Okay, so so let's uh, so let's go. Let's talk about just just conspiracy wise. If you say, "Come on, that's ludicrous, Mike!" Like the CIA trying to kill a president, right? Well, let's go back to JFK. I mean, there's there's actual CIA links to yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean. Uh, that's still up in the air, right? It's still, there's a reason why they wouldn't release all the rest of the JFK files. Remember that? Trump tried to. And then uh, what's his name? Um, The the CIA guy now. Yeah, Trump tried to get get all information out. And they told him, they told Trump, if he released any of the information, 
that him and his family was going to be killed. Okay. So, okay. So you think that uh, maybe he, uh, this is part of that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, it, there, there's yeah. so many conspiracy <laughs> angles here because like I said, th- just think about it this way in terms of being probably the most tested place on earth, it's going to be around the white house, right? It's going to be literally, you can't get in there unless Definitely. you're tested every single day, every single day, probably at the crack of dawn. And you can't, you have to wait probably what, a couple hours to get the result. It's not an instant thing. And you know, yeah. it's, we're not that fast. So, I mean, there's, there's literally a protocol in place here. So for him to get it, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, definitely something. Uh, a- any other thoughts on this uh, while we got you on the phone? Go and watch the Simpsons, uh, Simpsons thing. They ended up predicting that Trump was going to be killed. Um, and you know how the Simpsons been right, like, you know, probably about 80%, 90% of the time. So, I mean, uh, they, they predicted 9-11. I mean, they predicted a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, so, so it's like one of those mind controls, that, you know, of uh, Simpsons things that they, you know, that they do. Okay, okay. All right. Like I said, that's why we do it open lines. I want to hear what you guys are thinking out there because uh, I, I can't think of all the tinfoil hat stuff all by myself. I, I need you guys' help. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Anything else for hey, you on the I, phone? I, I got, that's it, Mike. I appreciate it. Nahiga from it, Texas. Buddy. You have a great night, buddy. You're the best, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You have a great night, too. Uh, stay safe, you and the family. Thanks, man. You, too. Thanks a lot. Okay, so oh, – there you go. Simple as that, guys. You can you can call up and get on the show. Uh, you dial this phone number, 702-957-1037. We'll put you right on the show. Tell me what you think. We're talking about Donald Trump and COVID. Do you think there's some sort of conspiracy, or do you think it's just a, a Trump in a China shop, <laughs> pulling a China shop? <laughs> Trump in a China virus. <laughs> I cracked myself up. There you go. It's simple as that, guys. You pick up the phone. You dial the number, 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the phone. So we got a couple, we got a couple like kind of uh, differing uh, takes on this, right? Donald Trump, uh, maybe maybe he's about to lose the election and he knows it, and uh, yeah, maybe karma is a is a is a situation. Karma's a bitch, uh, right? Maybe, uh, and so he's he's going to use uh, he's he's using uh, either either this as a, a way to to maybe get out of the election. Uh, who knows, right? Like we never know what the internal polling says. Like I, I can buy that as a conspiracy. A uh, good take there. Thank you for the call. And then we have uh, we have a Higa there calling and saying that, uh, that he thinks maybe Trump was given the given the COVID. So, by by the CIA or the FBI or somebody somebody in his inside insider circles. So, couple hot takes, uh, couple couple hot takes. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. There you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. Joe says, you know what it takes. Uh, what take it easy. More people need to call. There you go. I agree. Uh, more people need to call. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Thank you for the calls so far tonight. You guys have been amazing, and uh, there's we got time for more. Uh, we're talking about Donald Trump, and we're talking about he has the COVID, right? That's the breaking news. That's the elephant in the room. Uh, do you think there's a chance uh, he gave it to uh, Biden? Do you think there's a chance that uh, this is not exactly as they're reporting? Do you think it's worse? Like I've I've seen I've seen people uh, I've seen the I've seen the reporting all over the place, right? From uh, from verified Twitter accounts and all kinds of crazy shit. I wasn't going to get into all the stuff people were saying because, well, you know, once you do that, then you're TMZ. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to think we're like maybe a step ahead of TMZ, but uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, 
All right. So uh, if you want to be on the show, 702-957-1037, click the Discord link. Troubledminds.org is the official website. And uh, as Gene stated there, we do have a, a sh- web shop up. If you guys like the logo, the little alien logo, there's a penny purchased a shirt. And uh, there you go. There's uh, other stuff. There's sweatshirts and uh, there's uh, stickers and all kinds of stuff if you're into the show and want to help us out. Okay. So uh, what else do we got? Let's see. Uh, da, 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 we got so many good comments here. So many good comments. Um Let's see. Yeah, Fred says, yep, gave up on Facebook. Okay, so so Facebook is having problems, I guess. So it's not just uh, not just us. It's everybody. Everybody's having Facebook problems, so that makes sense. So if you guys are having Facebook problems, guys, we are streaming on other other services there. Go to troubleminds.org. There's uh, different links on the top you can click at. We're streaming on all that stuff, So uh, except for SoundCloud, of course. But streaming everywhere. If uh, YouTube's probably the, the number two you want to go to, if... Uh, Facebook is stuttering and doing all the things it's uh, not supposed to be doing. So anyway, just FYI, Facebook and the uh, the sensors that are un- un- inevitably going to try and take me down for trying to run people off the platform. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying your platform is shit right now and it's stuttering and stammering and people are complaining about it. So uh, go to uh, YouTube as a backup if you guys don't. Eh, you're not getting the, uh, the, the live stream on Facebook like you should. Okay. So uh, again, we're talking about Donald Trump. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, and so what about outcomes? What about the outcomes of this? Do you think that uh, this is going to be just uh, kind of in and out and he's, like I said, he's back to work in a couple of days and there's no problem? Or do you think this is going to be something really, really bad? Really bad. I think that's the question. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see. Ben says um, maybe one of those 5G towers got him, got to him. <laughs> Robert says Trump is trying to listen to listen to Biden, maybe. Or I don't think anybody's listening to Biden at this point. Philip, what's up? Philip on uh, from Oregon says, "Well, well, good. It's about time you told us Frank's been okay. You don't have me worried for the past five months. <laughs> it would have been good to hear him back on the show. Well, I I, I literally don't know uh, where he's at, what he's been up to. Okay, that's I, I don't know that stuff. I don't know, but I do know that he's okay." So that's all. That's really all I know. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, what else do we got? Let's see. Bailey says in February they were saying the window of time was six to twenty days. Uh, can they make up their minds about co- uh, anything about COVID? Yeah, of course not. They can't. And that's the problem here. Like every single day, there's something new reported. The media is all over the place. Academia is all over the place. The government's all over the place. And that's exactly what we've always been talking about, right? Like how they it, literally, if if things are as easy as they try and make it sound, then they, it, it's an easy game, isn't it? But it's not. It's not an easy game, and they're trying to keep the illusion that it's an easy game. The world is a very complex place, guys. I mean, look at this. Like whether whether this is made in a lab or not, right? Whether you want to believe that or not. Whether this is as deadly as they say or not. Whether they, you know a mask helps or not. Whether they have a, a treatment or not. What you know, like well, and all of those things seem to change every damn day. So yeah, you tell me. You tell me. It's it's not an easy game. This is not an easy game. So, uh, but but their job is as a as a let's say as the establishment is to make it seem like everything's under control right but the fact of the matter is nothing's under control everything's like a a shit show of corruption and chaos and uh that's reality (laughs) they just can't make it seem like that (laughs) oh boy oh boy Uh, let's see here we go Uh, we're gonna go to uh the show doesn't start until joe from florida is on the line what's up joe from florida how you doing my man how are you tonight i'm okay I'm all right. What's going on? I'm a little, little tired. We've been, uh, we've been busy at work. Um, not to make a joke out of it, but we've been really busy at work. It's not all, uh, so far, it's supposedly not COVID related. Just, uh, people dropping dead. So I guess, uh, that keeps my paycheck coming in. But I'm glad everybody's okay. Um, a couple of things, you know, I'm wondering, we're all talking about how he got it. I'm wondering what health insurance he's got. 
because I know if I was fucking sick, I'd really have to fucking figure out what hospital I'd go to to see what they're going to charge me to stick me with some needles and send me home with hydrochloroquine or whatever the hell it Phos- is. Phosphine from Venus you know? in, in a little bottle. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I just shoved peroxide up my nose. It's not bleach, but that's what I got. <laughs> as long as it's right? not bleach, you're good. <laughs> So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I find it I find it interesting too that so even with that debate, right? Again, we don't do politics. Uh, I'm not trying to go there, but that they didn't even talk about healthcare really. Like like that's that's has anybody gone to the doctor recently and been given like a we, many many thousands of dollars of bills for like nothing that happened? Is any it happened to us? I'm like, what the fuck? My kid Go ahead. Sorry. My kids got Crohn's. I mean, that's how I started listening to the show. That's how I found out about you guys. Spent a month in the hospital. So they cut out, you know, 11 inches of his intestines. But exactly. We said this a couple of, we probably said this about two months ago on the show. It's really convenient for both sides because the real issues that affect you and I, once again, are put to the wayside. Really. I mean, what are we arguing about? Supreme Court justice that might turn back abortion? You know, everybody hears a different opinion on that. I think most of us, Maybe don't give a shit what the neighbor does as long as they don't ram it down our fucking throat. Amen, brother. That keeps being, <laughs> I think that keeps being a motto for all of us listening. You want to have your guns? Have your guns. Okay? Let me tell you something. I've learned the lesson with guns. I mean, my, I was raised around them. My dad had them. My brothers had them. If I looked at them wrong, I got hit. But guess what? You go out looking for ammo, you can't find it. You know what that tells me, though? I'm pretty well protected because the percentage of Americans that have guns really haven't done anything stupid with them. It's that small percentage. So as much as I flip flop or I might be in the middle, I'm firmly on the side of, yes, learn how to get your weapon, learn how to carry your weapon. Yeah, that's actually that's not really what I called for. Okay, okay. I was going to say real quick. Let me just say something about that real fast. So, so with that in mind, like, like, like the the rest of the world thinks Americans are insane, right? But for all the guns and ammunition that are out on the streets, you would think it would be the Wild West every day on every corner and every street, right? But it's not. It's God really not. Right. Exactly. That, that tells you everything exactly. you need to know. That the, the media is lying, right? They're they're literally lying about what's going on, and it's not like you think it is. So the internationals out there that think we're insane, we're not insane. Trust me, it's not Wild West out here at high noon, three p.m. Whatever people shooting at each other, meet you at the bike racks type shit every day. It's it's not happening. It's not happening. Like there's crime infested areas where shit's happening, drug 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 things and whatever else, right? But it's not normal. It's yep. not a normal thing. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry, just a quick quick comment on that. So so then, so. So here's the other thing. I didn't really, I haven't really followed any of the conspiracy theories, but I've been looking at, you know, you look at the Facebook stream and the mainstream, you know, Yahoo News, whatever the fuck it is out there. And what does strike me as curious, and I just read this now, Kellyanne Conway supposedly has COVID. Now a lot more of the staff has it. What could that mean? Maybe it was an attack. Maybe it was some kind of an attack on their particular side. Or yeah. maybe... They're all lying about it to cover. You know, if one guy gets sick and maybe our president legitimately has it, maybe else is, maybe everybody else is just showing solidarity. I don't know. There's some kind of a smokescreen in play. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, it, it definitely. Um, we definitely don't get the information, the raw information. It's always spun and always uh, fabricated, and that's what we get. So well, that's that's why we're suspicious, right? I, Sorry, go ahead. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. But at the same time, at the same time, if he is just sick, because here's my thing. We could argue about this left and right. If he didn't win the popular vote and he won the Electoral College, whether he's sick or not, if you're going to get somebody sick, I don't think maybe you would get them sick. Wouldn't you maybe find out who's, who those electoral voters are? Don't we, do we ever really know who the electoral voters are? Aren't those the people that are kind of in the shadows? If you wanted to tilt the election, wouldn't those be the people that you went after quietly? Yeah, that's a lot of people to go after, though. I mean, that's like that's that's hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, but so what's yeah. easier? So what's easier? Maybe go, maybe go after, maybe go after the president. I'm just, I'm just grabbing. Um, you know, and then the other thing that kind of bugs me is we're all conspiracy theories. You know, there's thought here, but I don't think we're all totally. Nuts! I don't think we. I don't think we would sleep at night. At least I hope most of us uh, they sleep at night. Maybe if you work nights, that's different. But what kind of drives me nuts is a lot of the people in power right now. They are QAnon. They are conspiracy. They believe in the rapture. They believe, and those people have been voted into power, and that genuinely fucking scares me, because they're not trying to look to both sides. Maybe like we are, because we're here arguing about stuff. And saying maybe it could be this, and maybe it could be that. Um, and then your last article here, a couple of things. Um, did you see? Um, I could go with this, but looking at the swarm, looking at the uh, the bunker, I would think the future is swarm technology, overwhelming your enemy. Um, I mentioned this before. Too bad we don't have rods from God those tungsten rods that we could put up in space and we could just launch them with the detonation of a nuclear bomb without the fallout. And that would be part of the space race. If you had a space force, a legitimate space force, that's which that's the payload that you would privately be putting into space would be tungsten rods like ICBMs that could be launched. That's one. And two, you would have drone remote control drones and they could be tungsten so you could literally have flying shrapnel if that could defend certain areas of the country 
or at least assets that are valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, so, remember, they just talked about that recently. The guy from the Pentagon came out and he was talking about uh, killer satellites and uh, uh, directed energy weapons and uh, <laughs> like exactly. air superiority platforms. So maybe, yeah, like Fred says there on, on YouTube, he says, are you sure we don't? We don't have those already? <laughs> yeah. And, and we might, and, and, you know, and that's the truth. We might, and who knows if that's not something they test. I mean, to do a rod from God, you need gravity. So, you know, when, you, when they talk about defle- uh, deflecting an asteroid or something like that, that would be something with propellant. But how would you test that? That's the thing. How would you test some kind of a hypersonic gravity-run piece of equipment that's just basically like a lead bullet falling from the sky? How would you test that without your enemies actually knowing about it? I don't think you can. I don't think you can because we got got satellites watching each other. Uh, We we were speculating that some of the UFOs about six months ago were China actually testing those uh, uh, the uh, hypersonic weapons, right? And the way the way those work is they're launched straight up in a rocket, like you would send like something to the moon, but it only goes up so high. Then the rocket breaks apart, and then this heavy thing comes out. You can use as a glider. You can control it and glide. And aim and hit hit a spot, and you ha- it's all kinetic energy. So I mean, it, there's 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 some scary stuff here. And you're right, you can't test that stuff without them knowing. So we know what they know, what they that we know that we know. I can't say it, but yeah, like th- there's no secrets here. Like <laughs> am- among among the among the military, they know what's going on, you know. And then they're hacking the shit out of each other. They've got spy networks. I mean, they know that they, they all know what's going on here. They're just trying to spin it so we don't know what's going on here. Exactly. So the last thing I got for you. I don't know if anybody's seen the commercials. I'll see if I can find them. It was pretty fucking scary. But it was actually mentioned on NPR, of all things. And this is this could be kind of a scary conspiracy, getting into the wrong hands, or a scary technology. But did you see the deep fake commercials with Vladimir Putin and the one with Kim Jong-il talking about destroying the democracy within? They had accents, but they were speaking English, and it fucking looked like them. Did you not see those commercials? I did not. Deep fakes? I did not. No. Was it convincing? If anybody in the if anybody in the audience could find them, look them up and post them. I'll I got to get up for work tomorrow, but I'll uh, I'll hang up and see if I can find them. And it was it was funny because I always saw the one with King Jong Il, but then I'm driving to work this morning and NPR plays. Uh, they literally played the audio. The guy had a Russian accent, but he was saying all I need to do to destroy democracy is make sure you don't go and vote. And the one that was Kim Jong-il I saw, and I thought it was pretty convincing. So when you know that technology is only going to get better. So if you're not convinced now, you're going to be convinced next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like I think I think we're probably like less than 10 years away from like not e- not ever knowing what's real or fake anymore. You'll be able to completely take an entire cast of characters. Imagine like Don Lemon or Sean Hannity, right? You have them on record or somebody like me. You have people like us that are like on a microphone all the time, all, like our voice on record, our inflections, the way we say things for hours and hours and hours, hundreds or thousands of hours. And you could just take that data and just feed it into an algorithm and feed it into an algorithm. And eventually you can make a perfect audio clip of a bunch of bullshit that I never said or, or Don Lemon, Hannity, whoever. Right. And it's 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 coming. This, this stuff's coming. So how about this? Then? Just like make the connection. You show that CNN article. Um, about life is never going to be the same. So what I find curious is anybody that's listening to the show right now, you know, I don't really care to go out with crowds or anything like that, but how many people 
that watch TV, and I don't watch much, but when I do, I see people kissing or I see people close, and I'm watching the fucking show, and I got to remind myself that the fucking show is probably a year or two old because I'm thinking that guy should be wearing a mask. That guy should be wearing a mask. You know, this one should be doing this. You know, it's not like you're going to get fucking, uh, you know, oh, my God, they're having sex. It's not like you need a shot of penicillin because you got gonorrhea. You could fucking die. But right. I'm watching TV like that in my own paranoid fucking mind. And I'm saying to myself, now you got deep fakes. Maybe you'll never need an actor again. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you could have TV and they're just, you know, doing it on a soundstage. And, you know, they just get some pictures and the computer does the work, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll so bring back uh, actors from the, the past. That's the future we're living in. And, you know, and then we're all plugged in. I mean, there's a book called Snow Crash I read in science fiction, but everybody was plugged in. And we all know that. We see that on Amazon, on the TV shows now. You know, again, transhumanism, the singularity, if that comes. Uh, who know, And I sent you the video on the predictive programming. Not that I expected you to see that, but not predictive programming, but um, game theory. Oh, yeah, and, game uh, theory. Yeah, yeah. You know, on, on the game theory stuff. And that guy, it was like 2002, I think, on Iran, he seemed pretty accurate. Um, I haven't had time to fast forward to any newer videos or to see if he's done any game theory now. But that is being used for a lot of predictive analysis, and it does come out from time to time. There was one article I read about the four outcomes that could happen after the election, and they all had to do with civil war type scenarios inside the country. They did not account for somebody getting sick. So, you know, there's always the algorithm's not going to be perfect because um, there's always going to be an anomaly. And you can argue if that's God or not. We could try to be machines, but if there is a God, that's the anomaly. So, there on that go. note, I'll glitch, let you glitch go. in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Joe. Uh, stay safe out there, uh, you right. and the family. Uh, prayers, frequencies, vibrations, etc., so on. Uh, thanks for the call. You're the best, man. Yeah, thanks for putting up with me, guys. I'll see if I can find that video and post them. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. There <laughs> you right. go. Joe from Florida. Joe from Florida. Now the show can start. The show can begin now that Joe is called. Uh, thanks for all the great calls tonight, guys. If anybody else wants to be part of the show, you have uh, com- comments on any of this stuff, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubledminds.org. You can find both the phone number and the Discord on the official website, troubledminds.org, and the store, if I haven't mentioned mentioned it enough tonight. Okay, so uh, so here we go. Uh, look, uh, what's up, Kelly? Thanks for showing up. Kelly says, if they won't let us dream, we won't let them sleep. <laughs> That's a good one. Good evening, peeps. How you doing? Uh, what else do we got? What else do we got? Okay, I think everybody else caught up. Let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see. Bailey, this is a good comment from Bailey a ways back. If we had a real presidential candidate, they'd be asking why we've been in a state of emergency since 1972 or a state of war since 2001. If it's an emergency, uh, wouldn't it be not be solved in 50 years? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, it's it, because it's about it's about uh, uh, furthering the the power of the establishment. That's what it's about. So again, which means taking more power from the people. That's what it means, right? Again, like I said, they're on the same side, guys. Don't be fooled. Don't don't think that left and right and blue and red and this and that and the things they tell you that is their conversation. That's the way they frame the world. The world does not run like that. We choose how the world runs, and there's way more of us than there'll ever be of them. And so it's just about breaking our head out of that uh, that lefty-righty paradigm. 
because you can't. Yeah, like you, you get stuck in it, and what do you end up? You know, you end up hating your neighbor, hating your family. Hate, 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 hate. Notice, right? Notice how when you hear somebody that's politically opposite of you, how you get angry, right? It's like a guttural feeling. You're just so mad. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all. Yeah, it's it's all planned. It's all it's all part. It's all part. It's all part. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, there you go. Uh, Joe, Joe linked the, uh, the thing in the, the chat here. I'm going to see if I can bump it over to, uh, to YouTube so everybody can see. But uh, yeah, so, so basically we're, we're, uh, we're at a crossroads, aren't we? Of, uh, we know the government wants it. We know they're going to work hard to take it away from us. And so the question is, how hard do they have to work to get it away from us? That's the question. Um, okay, here we go. Here's a deep fake of Vladimir Putin. Let's play this. This is what Joe just sent over right now. I will link the YouTube video into what's up, Darius Moo. Moo, I see you, buddy. I see you, buddy. Here you go. There's a there's a deep fake of Vladimir Putin and uh, I guess Kim Jong Un. I guess let's play this. Let's play this and find out. Uh, sent from Joe. Thank you. Uh, who just called? Action. America, you blame me for interfering with your democracy, but I don't have to. You are doing it to yourselves. Polling stations are closing. You don't know who to trust. You are divided. There are strings we can pull, but we don't have to. You are pulling them for us. Oh, there you go. Democracy. Democracy lives or dies with you, right? You keep hearing this stuff, right? This is the most important election of your life, right? Except for the last one and except for the next one. And that's the most important election of your life, right? You keep hearing this. This is exactly what you keep hearing. This is, uh, this is, this is, this is propaganda, guys. This is propaganda. <laughs> anyway, all right, where are we at time-wise? Uh, we're going to get to uh, Palantir in just a sec. We're going to play a two-minute commercial. Everybody, take a two-minute break. Uh, go ahead and hit the restroom, stretch your legs, uh, get some, uh, top up your drink or get some ice, grab a new beer. Whatever you're doing out there, make sure it's legal. Make sure you're safe. And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Bailey says deep fakes still don't look real. That's close. It was pretty close. I think the still... The still shots look very close, but yeah, I think the way the mouth moves and stuff are just still a little bit off, but it's close. It's definitely close. But okay, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. We're going to be back, and we'll talk about Palantir. Now, Palantir is uh, the next level of Big Brother. Palantir is a company that just went public. It had a public offering on the the, uh, the stock, I think all the stock exchanges. I don't know exactly how that shit works, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that and read some of the articles regarding and hear what some of the people have to say. Uh, Palantir is created by Peter Thiel and it's, uh, the next level of the surveillance state. So, uh, stay tuned for that quick commercial. We will be right back after the the message from our sponsor. (laughs) Are you enjoying the conversation? Do you like talking about all things, aliens, conspiracy, and paranormal? Well, if so, thank you. And also, we need your help. As you are probably aware, the technocracy, the government, major corporations, and anybody with a ton of money needs to control the narrative. Otherwise, they cannot control your mind. And as a result, free speech, independent thought has become the devil, the opposition. And of course, anybody that knows anything realizes that notion is absurd. The individual 
decides what they want for themselves, not from the collective. And pay attention to the media and ask yourself, which are they telling you to prefer? Now, I ask for help. The way you can help this conversation continue is by spreading the word. And it's really easy. You can spend just a few seconds of your time. Go to troubledminds.org, that's the official website, and find the iTunes link and leave us a review. If you enjoy the conversation, that is the best way you can give back to Troubled Minds and the community that we've worked so hard to build together. Otherwise, the technocracy will continue to stamp us into the ground. They will continue to shadow ban the words we say and the thoughts we think. And this will never end. Scary. Scary. Welcome back. All right. Second half of Troubled Minds. We're going to do Palantir. Uh, okay, so what is Palantir? Let's see. Here's a let's a, let's just go straight to the clip and let's hear what uh, Palantir is. Uh, Palantir Part One Action. After 17 years on the private market, data analytics company Palantir is ready to make its public market debut. Co-founded by Peter Thiel back in 2003, its mission, providing software that customers use to integrate volumes of data from images to spreadsheets into a central platform where it can then be securely analyzed and interpreted. News of Palantir's plans to go public, as well as its recent announcement that it will be relocating its headquarters from Palo Alto to Denver, has put the secretive software company in the spotlight. Best known for its work with U.S. government agencies like the CIA, the Department of Defense, and most controversially, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the company was founded following 9-11 with the goal of defending American interests. The core mission of our company always was to make the West, especially America, the strongest in the world for the sake of uh, global peace and prosperity. But in recent years, Palantir has also courted customers like Airbus, Chrysler, and BP. Commercial customers now make up about 50% of the company's revenue, a number that's trended upwards over the past decade. And even though Palantir has never turned a profit, revenue has been growing as losses have narrowed. Perfectly normal for a software company to show that sort of trajectory going into their IPO. The question is, does the economic model over time look like one that will eventually produce profits? And you can certainly get there. But while longtime investors are eager for the company to go public, for others, confusion remains about what it is exactly that Palantir does and why their work with law enforcement agencies has raised eyebrows. The name Palantir comes from the Lord of the Rings. In the fantasy series, Palantiri are spherical stones that help powerful users see what is going on in other parts of Middle-earth and communicate with each other. Founded in 2003 by billionaire Peter Thiel alongside current CEO Alex Karp, Joe Lonsdale, Stephen Cohen, and Nathan Gettings, Palantir's tech helps detect unusual or suspicious patterns in large data sets using techniques that the founders learned working together at PayPal. Okay, it's a uh, data analytics firm, right? That's what Palantir is. And notice it's named after a Lord of the Rings, a, which of course is fantasy fiction, but it's, uh, it's uh, basically the Palantiri was a crystal ball, okay? But it, it was known as a scene stone. And if my Lord of the Rings lore is correct, you know, you're knowing what a huge nerd I am, uh, but you already knew uh, that uh, there were five of them 
And uh, Saruman, the white wizard, had one. And he was actually using it to communicate with the Dark Lord. <clears throat> Spoilers if you haven't seen it. But uh, so the point, the point of the, of the, the Palantiri in, in the fable here versus what's in real life is that uh, the crystal ball in the old days, in the, in the fiction, is that w- you could look both ways through these Palantir, okay? But now the data being collected doesn't go both ways, does it? You're not able to just dial up into Palantir and decide, let's see what kind of data they have on me, right? Because, of course, it's done in secret. It's done behind, behind, the, behind the, the closed doors. And that's how, that's how these things get done. We don't, we don't, we don't, there's no money in transparency, right? There's no, there's money in propaganda, right? There's money in uh, big brother data points. There's money in surveillance. There's no money in the truth. There's no money in transparency. Well, hey. There's there's Palantir, there's Palantir part one for you, and uh, so so that's a uh, so it just hit like the reason this is news the reason we're doing this right now uh, we we've done many surveillance state type shows with different technologies but this is brand new it just hit this has been a, kind of in the in the shadows of things working with the CIA working with the FBI working with the the NSA working with government agencies. And now it's just finally hitting a public uh, public offering IPO right. So now this is the thing. Like it's hit the news mostly for should you buy Palantir, should you not? Like I've seen it on on a lot of investing sites on whether you should or you shouldn't based on some other things, blah, blah. I mean, I don't see why it's a bad investment. We're talking about it's they're linked with the freaking government, right? I mean, they're not going to let them go under, are they? So, you know, I mean, the government always wants more data. So, hey, what do you know? Okay, so that's Palantir. And, and again, Peter Thiel from, uh, from, from PayPal. And uh, Facebook fame, uh, he's actually starting this uh, data analytics firm, right? You like how they use the terms, data analytics? <laughs> what it means is big brother spyware. Here we go, Palantir Part 2. The CIA was one of the company's earliest investors and its only customer for a number of years. Eventually, other intelligence agencies like the FBI and the NSA jumped aboard, using the company's customized data analytics capabilities to track and capture terrorists, insurgents, and drug smugglers. They cite Afghanistan and Iraq as two examples of of places where soldiers were mapping networks of insurgents and makers of roadside bombs by hand. So they actually were bringing in technology to do things that intelligence agents on the ground were having to do manually in very dangerous places. The company's software has been credited with helping to find and kill Osama bin Laden. And though this has never been confirmed, Palantir certainly has not disputed it. The techs also helped to uncover Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme, and rooted out Chinese spyware installed on the Dalai Lama's computer. We work hand-in-hand with most of the special operators in the Western world. We work hand-in-hand with most of the clandestine services. We're in over 40 countries. Today, the company increasingly works with high-profile commercial customers, too. Its first was J.P. Morgan Chase, which adopted the software in 2009 to monitor employees who might go rogue. However, the partnership ended in scandal when J.P. Morgan's special operations lead used it to spy on top executives. Others have continued to express interest, though. Fiat Chrysler now uses Palantir to identify potential faults in car parts. Airbus uses it to respond more quickly to manufacturing problems, accelerating the production of its A350 aircraft. And BP uses it to analyze drilling data, reportedly leading to a 10% increase in oil production in the North Sea. This is a 
hefty piece of software that runs across an enterprise and is used for understanding everything that a company faces, whether it's their customers, their supply chains, downtime, geographies where there's growth, where their competitors are gaining share. As revenue from the commercial sector has increased over the years, CEO Alex Karp has had to rethink his historical dismissal of salespeople. We don't look like a classic enterprise software company. We have no salespeople. Almost everyone here is an engineer. Not anymore. Karp's been building out a sales team. And in 2019, the company spent 61% of its revenue on sales and marketing. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I'll let it go. There you go. Maybe maybe uh, you can buy like a, a personal camera and set it up on your block and dial it into Palantir and uh, know when your neighbors are going to, you know, maybe sneak out and buy something illegal <laughs> or maybe find out who the drug dealer on the block is. Uh, this is what I mean, right? This is a, there we go. Uh, Bailey's got a great, great, great comment here regarding Palantir. It's the minority report system minus the psychics. And that's exactly it, right? We talk about big brother. We talk about big data all the time, how our phones and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Google and all the, all the, all the different pieces of the technocracy, right? They're all trying to get more data on you because the more data they get on you, the more valuable it is to advertisers, right? That's the, the monetary angle. However, think about the privacy implications of exactly that. So now, the old school way is Google and Facebook and these guys. Now, Palantir is the next level of this. And this is this is exactly, notice they said it can take uh, spreadsheets, it can take photographs, it can take uh, whatever it is. It, it has it, presumably videos at this point. It's been in operation for 10 years. They put all this data in, and so they have disparate data sources and connections, and it's able to connect them all and then be able to, what? <laughs> like read, read, read the damn mind of the world of you of whatever like whatever's going on. It, it's it, this is crazy, scary stuff. Here we go. I want to put up the, their website here. Uh, here we go. Uh, no, no, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. All right, let's put up their website. This is uh this is their actual website, palantir.com and uh, this is uh this is where it comes from. This this is where you guys can get into this and uh, maybe maybe uh, privately get into your own. Uh, your own spyware game. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not sure if it's gonna if it's gonna work on that scale. But hey, if it can work on a large scale, it can it can it can work on a small scale, right? So here we go. Uh, this is uh, again. What's up? Uh, I see uh, Diane. Thanks for showing up. Uh, Derek, thanks for being here tonight. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Bailey says they hired dumb engineers to make dumb AI that makes dumb decisions, including intentionally dumb decisions, which are a lot harder to deal with uh, when humans have liability of their consequences. And uh, I think that's therein lies the danger of AI, right? The real danger of AI. 
<laughs> humans misusing it, humans uh, misprogramming it, and uh, the implications thereof. So, like, and everything that comes out of that. Okay, so here we go. Uh, what Williams says: Google plus Palantir equals Skynet, and I think that's pretty right. I think that's pretty pretty spot on. Very much a Minority Report, just like Bailey was saying as well. Okay, so. So with with that, uh, here we go. So there's there's the actual website palantir.com. We're gonna go to this BuzzFeed News in just a sec. Actually, let's do that. Let's let's look at this. So the headline here, BuzzFeed News. This is this is brand new because this is this is hitting the news because of their IPO. Okay, initial public offering. Uh, st- scars, tattoos, and license plates. This is what Palantir and the LAPD know about you. Uh, LAPD being the Los Angeles Police Department. For those of you that aren't stateside and don't understand what LAPD would mean. Uh, though Hollywood probably has you covered. <laughs> Here we go. Ahead of its September 30th public listing, Palantir, a secretive data analytics company with ties to the defense and intelligence communities, has been touting itself as a tool that can target terrorists and keep soldiers safe. Right? Look at that. Listen to that. It can target terrorists and keep soldiers safe, in quotes. With an expected valuation of about $22 billion, it will become one of the biggest surveillance companies in the world, in the world. Think about how, how many large surveillance companies there already are in the world. <laughs> it's going to become one of the biggest. Palantir promises that where technological infrastructure has failed, it can create clarity and order. But to deliver, its software needs data. Lots of it. Yeah. Now, two never-before-seen documents, the Intermediate Course and Advanced Course Training Manuals, reveal how the Los Angeles Police has taught its officers to use Palantir Gotham, one of the most controversial and powerful law enforcement tools in the world. And uh, we'll get to that in the rest of this. Let's see. So we'll continue this. Let me uh, let me play part three of this Palantir. And uh, let the I think this is CBS that did this. I'll, ha- I'll link the, the video, as I always do, with, with uh, the source of this. But here we go. Part three of Palantir. Now, again, Big Brother on steroids is what this is. And it's so Big Brother that we don't even really have a full scope of what this thing is capable of yet, except all the big the big honchos with all the money are jumping in because it's so valuable, right? So here we go. Part three, and then we'll get back to that article and talk more about Palantir action. However, long-standing government contracts remain integral to the company's revenue as well as its reputation. And during the coronavirus crisis, Palantir has formed a number of new partnerships too, with the VA, the National Institutes of Health, and Britain's National Health Service, helping these agencies, as well as the CDC, to track the spread of the virus and allocate resources. In order to make decisions right now, in order to know where the PPEs need to go, in order to know when and where you're going to reopen, you want all the analytical models, all the pieces of information all in one place. Palantir is really designed to thrive in a crisis. But especially under the Trump administration, the company's work with ICE and police departments has raised considerable concern in the liberal-leaning Silicon Valley, leading Palantir to double down on its commitment to law enforcement and national defense. So I do think this idea of like nationalism and libertarianism is is kind of intersecting in a very interesting way, and Palantir seems to represent all of that. Protests against Palantir first gained traction in 2018, primarily in response to the company's contracts with Immigration and Customs Enforcement, which are worth up to $92 million. The agency has cracked down on illegal immigration through workplace raids and separating families at the border. My house has been protested for many months, almost every day. Our office has been protested. Many Palantirians protested against it internally. Some people were so upset by it that they left. These are very hard decisions. Co-founder and board member Peter Thiel is probably President Trump's most famous Silicon Valley backer, 
donating $1.25 million to his 2016 campaign. Karp's politics differ, but he says that Palantir remains fully committed to aiding the U.S. government. I've never stopped being critical of this administration. I'm not planning to uh, vote for this administration. So there are things I do differently. The core issue, though, is who decides? The small island in Silicon Valley that would love to decide what you eat, how you eat, and, and monetize all your data should not decide who lives under your country and on what your conditions. There are elections. There are rules. They should be enforced. CARP's ethos also holds true for Palantir's work with police departments from New York City to Los Angeles, New Orleans, and Chicago who have used the tech for surveillance of criminal suspects and predictive policing, a tactic that civil liberties groups say leads to over-policing of minority neighborhoods. Notice, though, okay, so now this is the craziest part. I wonder why, why it's fine. Like, it's fine. Nobody gives a shit, right, until you frame it in the political discourse, right? It, it, once you do that, once you're like, oh, ICE and immigration, then people freak the fuck out, right? Once you're like, oh, we're over-policing minority communities, people freak the fuck out, right? Because, but, but what about, what what about, like, literally Skynet, like, literally minority report is what we're talking about. Here. We're not, we're not talking about just particular parts of the civilization. We're talking about all of the civilization and nobody's freaking the fuck out about it. So why? Like, what the hell's going on here? Now, so not only that, right? So notice that the, the, that was the, the CEO, the co-founder with Peter Thiel was the guy speaking there. And so he was, he sounds like a politician, right? He's like, oh, you know, whatever, Trump, whatever, a bunch of assholes. I'm not voting for them. But, you know, we still have to, we, we still have a country to protect, right? We still have things we have to do. And that's what we're committed to, right? He sounds, he sounds like he's running for president, doesn't he? Like, he sounds like he should have been up at the debates with those two guys. I mean, come on, come on. So what happens? So just just pause at this. Think about this. We already have the the people's phones, right? With with the digital everything, keeping track of every single thing we do. Okay. Now, when this thing gets out in the real world, now now the question is, how is this deployed? Right? Like that's the question. Like how is this done? Where do they get these these uh, disparate data points? As they said, where do they come from? You know where they come from? Yeah, they come from cameras. Have you ever been up, pulled up to a stoplight and, and saw like, I don't know, six or seven or eight cameras on like one intersection? Yeah. You know what that is? You know what that is? Those aren't red light cameras, right? Sometimes in some cases, so, some jurisdictions, they, they have them. But how come they have cameras everywhere where there are no red light camera things going on? What's going on? What is that? Th- that's what this is, Right. The, the previous iteration of this, like from a decade ago, I believe was called, I can't remember the name, it'll come to me, uh, something trap, something trap. Um, but, but anyway, like th- this is exactly it. So they deploy cameras, right? What are they doing? Facial recognition, right? They're getting patterns. They know when you're commuting, they know where you're going, they know if you divert from your pattern, right? Because this, this is the, the disparate data points, right? They know if you're driving a different car than you normally do. They know what, so what's going on here, right? They know if you stopped to get jack in the box on the way home, right? They know if you eat too much junk food. They know if you drink too much beer. Like, what's going on with this, right? It's freaking me out. It's freaking me out, right? N- not only is it none of their damn business, we're talking about these guys are working with the governments, right? The, the, the alphabet soup institutions, FBI, CIA, NSA. They're working with these guys and local law enforcement. Okay, so now you tell me. So this thing is supposed to decide from disparate sources of data when there's an anomalous something going on. And so they're able to know, right? They're able to predict when something bad's going to happen, okay? 
Now, is that not terrifying to you? You know how they know that? They know that by knowing where you should be at all times. And if you deviate from that, it flags the algorithm. That's how they know that. Now, is nobody worried about that? If we can't frame this on ICE and immigration or we can't say it's minority neighborhoods, nobody gives a shit? Are you kidding me? Does this not affect all of us people? Like, this is what I'm saying. This is why it's dangerous to allow the left and right to control the conversations because they don't give a shit, right? They're fighting over whatever they're fighting over, the trillion-dollar budget. That's what they're fighting over, control of the trillion-dollar budget, okay? The rest of us, they could give a shit about. I think it's obvious. I think it's obvious here. This is crazy. This is crazy stuff. Okay, so let's go. Let's go part four of the Palantir. But that's, that's how this is deployed. Cameras, disparate data points, not just spreadsheets, locations, uh, photographs, video. We're talking facial recognition. And this all goes into one big database, right? That's how they find the terrorists. <laughs> By getting in the middle of your shit all day, every day, 24-7. That's how we find the terrorists. Anybody have a problem with that? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Part four action. But can Palantir really claim to be above the political fray? I understand the desire to be neutral and to kind of say, hey, we're going to play by the, by the rules. That is a logically coherent stance if companies are also neutral with regard to who makes the laws. But hold on, if you're willing to back political factions with your own money, you can't say, well, in this aspect of our business, we do influence policy and politics. But over here, we are politically neutral. It doesn't work that way. Other tech companies like Google have backed out of controversial contracts with the Defense Department. But Palantir sees that as an abdication of responsibility. Peter and I built a very patriotic company. Google's clearly not a patriotic company. CARP also hit back against the culture of the valley in the company's S1 filing to go public. Here's what he had to say. The engineering elite of Silicon Valley may know more than most about building software, but they do not know more about how society should be organized. Okay, my thing's taking a shit here. I should have restarted it. I stretched my legs on the commercial. This is my fault. This is all my fault. Hang my head in shame. No, okay. We got some great comments as I restart this. We're going to play that. But uh, notice they're trying to say they're above the political fray, right? This this Palantir situation is uh, is outside of politics, right? Because we, we don't give a shit if you're a lefty or you're righty or you're brown or you're white or you're straight or you're gay or you're rich or you're poor. We don't give a shit. We just want to know what you're doing every minute of every day. We treat everybody equally, <laughs> Right? Right. Yeah, okay. So I'm going I'm to reboot this and we'll play the rest of that. Sorry about that. I, I completely forget because I'm a moron. I have this thing all planned out and then, you know, it just human things happen. <laughs> human things. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's read some chat while we wait for this thing, thing to go. Now, Bailey has a fantastic point on YouTube. Bailey says, pair the target terrorists with the fact that conspiracy theorists are now defined as terrorists because apparently free speech doesn't matter anymore. And that's that's exactly the point here. That's exactly... Bailey is getting literally just boiling everything down to the single point tonight. Thank you. Great commentary. Now, this, this is the thing. That's exactly it. So as the definition of a terrorist changes, okay, based on politics, all right? So is it is it uncomfortable for the government, for people like me, people like you, to be seeking out these types of questions and wondering what the real answers are? Like, is it, is it uncomfortable for them? Yes. And it should be, right? Except what happens when it becomes too uncomfortable for them? And they change 
what a terrorist actually is, right? There's been a lot said about Trump uh, labeling Antifa a terrorist organization, right? And so everybody thinks that they're if they're against Trump, they're like a terrorist now. No, that's not the case. But you see what's happening. You see what can happen, right? With like the stroke of a pen, an executive order, which they continue to put more power into the executive branch, we have an executive order that could just suddenly, bam, this group of people, that group of people, terrorists, right? And again, I can't state this enough. I I do this a lot, and it's the truth. Convince me otherwise. What they agree on, the left and right, is they agree that they hate us. They hate people that see outside of their left-right paradigms. They hate people that expect more of them. They hate people that want to ask questions they don't want to answer. And what happens? What happens with that? Yeah, domestic terrorist, right? Agent provocateur, right? There's many terms. Like these are the types of things that can be with one stroke of a pen overnight changed and suddenly where you never broke a law you are now a criminal to understand there's a lot at stake here and again lefty righty division politics is not going to get this done like this is the type of stuff we need to keep our, our eyeballs on uh fantastic stuff here okay let's go let's uh let's go back to this we got uh, larry what's up there's larry what's up larry thanks for showing up tonight uh okay uh let's see uh, let's see. Uh, ben says people don't know what they have till it's gone, but then it's too late. Amen. Amen. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah. And again, like division politics is again, d- distracting us from this conversation. Okay. Why is this conversation not front and center all the time in a healthy society? This is the type of conversation we would all agree needs to happen. Okay. This is the, this is the conversation that would be would be had in my opinion clearly i'm biased because i'm thinking it's important and that's why we're talking about it but i think there are many others that would if they realized how important the implications were of this okay so definitely crazy good stuff crazy bad stuff and we need to be able to parse the difference and speak out if we're uncomfortable with things ask questions if we're uncomfortable with things and it shouldn't make us conspiracy theorists and domestic terrorists as a result. Okay, one more time. We're doing this live. If you guys have comments comments on this, on uh, uh, Big Brother, Big Brother on steroids, uh, the, the surveillance state like usual, there's a, new, there's a new player in the game. His name is Palantir. And uh, he looks to take disparate data points and figure out the answers. <laughs> the truth. The digital truth, as it were. All right, let's go back and play that clip now that this is reloaded. It shouldn't stutter and skip anymore. Palantir Part 4 action. But can Palantir really claim to be above the political fray? I understand the desire to be neutral and to kind of say, hey, we're going to play by the, by the rules. That is a logically coherent stance if companies are also neutral with regard to who makes the laws. But hold on, if you're willing to back political factions with your own money, you can't say, well, in this aspect of our business, we do influence policy and politics. But over here, we are politically neutral. It doesn't work that way. Other tech companies, like Google, have backed out of controversial contracts with the Defense Department. But Palantir sees that as an abdication of responsibility. Peter and I built a very patriotic company. Google's clearly not a patriotic company. CARP also hit back against the culture of the Valley in the company's S-1 filing to go public. Here's what he had to say. The engineering elite of Silicon Valley may know more than most about building software, 
but they do not know more about how society should be organized or what justice requires. Our company was founded in Silicon Valley, but we seem to share fewer and fewer of the technology sector's values and commitments. In August, the company announced it will move its headquarters to Denver, Colorado, likely both a financially and morally motivated decision. The Valley is basically sold to sold to an advertising model where it's okay to sell your data, but it's not okay to support the country. And they didn't want to be part of that ecosystem and didn't feel that that ecosystem was aligned with their values. So what does all this controversy mean for investors? For those who believe in Palantir's mission, it could be an asset. And for those with qualms, well, it ultimately may not mean much. The general belief around the Valley is that public market investors in particular talk a big game about governance and about things that they view as acceptable and unacceptable, and then they buy the stock anyway. Though Palantir is yet to turn a profit, this isn't of considerable concern to investors, who are used to betting big on tech companies operating at a loss. What will affect the company's value is whether investors view it more as a high-growth tech company or a lower-margin consulting firm. That combination makes us a bit of a Rubik's Cube for investors because it's not a pure play software model. Okay. I don't give a shit about the investing angle on this. I just don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your investors. I'm sorry. Like, uh, notice they said, well, you know, like it could be unpalatable what they're doing, but investors don't care because they're making money off of it, right? That's the, that's the worst part here. Like, uh, you know, the, the almighty greed. Uh, great, another great comment by, by Bailey here. It says, the idea that this is just metadata regarding behavior and not a new means of protected conversation will be used against us. And I, and I couldn't agree more. And I think that's, the, that's, the, that's exactly, again, again, at the crux of the conversation here, what's going on. So not only do they know every single thing about us already, right? Like every single thing we do digitally is everything we do in the real world. It's behavior. And so they know every single little thing about our behavior now, okay, based on your smartphone, based on this contact tracing, based on the this and the that and the other things, right, based on how often you post on Facebook or you don't or how often you watch YouTube or, you know, uh, whatever. Like, it, it's all there. It's all already there. This is nothing new. We've talked about this often, okay? But now we're talking about putting cameras at every corner in the country. In every country, uh, every country in the world, eventually, right? And this is one huge database. And you tell me if that's not too powerful, right? If that's not too powerful a thing, you're like, well, you know, uh, you started a company. Congratulations! What do you do? Oh, I sell, uh, I sell slippers. Oh, that's amazing. You know, are they comfortable? Yeah, they're good. You know, they're a good price. Everybody likes them. You know, that's starting a company. No, okay, that's starting a company. This, right? This is literally starting Skynet. This is taking over every behavioral aspect of everybody as far as this thing can reach. And they'll know when you deviate from your pattern. They'll know that humans are, what would you say? Humans are creatures of habit. And they know. They know when you change your habit. And when you change your habit in just such a way that the algorithm thinks, ooh, <laughs> it blam, it pulls it up and it's in an analyst face and uh, they're trying to find out what's going on with you, right? Did you become radicalized overnight? Did you listen to Troubled Minds Radio and suddenly, instead of a concerned citizen, you are now a domestic terrorist? What happened? You stopped and you, you, got, you got a six pack on the way home or you didn't when you normally do. What happened? What's going on in your brain? 
This is, this is Skynet. This is Minority Report. This is exactly what we don't need. And, uh, of course, it's being celebrated. <laughs> it's, being, it's, being, it's being thrown across as the next hot thing. Everybody's like, yeah, I'm buying this stock. Woo! Here we go. Part 5 Palantir action. For most of its history, Palantir has spent heavily on software customization services for both government agencies and large corporations. It is a, a very costly business to run, but if they can automate their own processes and you know have a more efficient sales process and get the biggest customers to continue to buy more, then their, their operating metrics do improve over time. As of late, that's what Palantir has been trying to do. And now it offers two fixed-fee platforms, Gotham for government clients and Foundry for the private sector. The company's target market is said to be the 6,000 companies that make $500 million or more in revenue. The average customer spends over $5 million a year on Palantir's product. The top 20 customers account for roughly two-thirds of their revenue. They say they only have about 125 customers. So this is fundamentally different than your Zoom and your Slack. It is not for everyone. In 2015, when Palantir raised its last funding round, the company's valuation was upwards of $20 billion. But lately, share prices have been all over the map indicating a valuation range of anywhere from less than $10 billion to over $20 billion. They're trying to show investors that they do have this really big market opportunity, that they have a bunch of potential customers out there, and that's where the skepticism is. The true value will be clarified at the end of September, when Palantir completes its direct listing, a process that is similar to an IPO, except that the company won't sell any new shares. It will just unleash those held by existing investors. Thus, the shares will be priced based on investor demand, and if the stock trades higher than expected, that value won't be handed to brand new shareholders. I think the Palantir IPO is going to signal to venture investors and others that serving the Department of Defense and military business is going to be worthwhile. Carp certainly hopes so, saying that the future of our nation depends on it. The country with the most important AI, most powerful AI, will determine the rules. That country should be either us or a Western country. Palantir doesn't do business with China the U.S.'s main competitor when it comes to AI. So if we bring our A game, we will win. If we bring our D-plus game, because most people in the Valley live on an island where this seems like a questionable project, they will win. Right, right? Did you catch all that? There's a lot there. Did you catch all that? Now, from a business perspective, right, if I was Peter Thiel, it would make sense to actually uh, get involved with the U.S. government, right? Because as long as the U.S. government's pumping out trillions and you're on the dole, right, and you're, uh, you're, you're feeding them the data they need, well, it's as smart as you get, right? I mean, you, 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 as, long as, as long as the United States is pumping money out, you're, you're getting paid. And so until that data becomes what? Monetizable somehow, right? Until they use it as that, uh, that minority report Skynet type of... Uh, serving ads like uh, like like Facebook did that turned them into a juggernaut into into a <laughs> Skynet Junior or whatever you want to call it. Uh, who knows, right? So uh, this 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 is the the scariest thing is we don't even know what this is capable of yet. We don't even know what this is yet, right? Disparate data points across many systems, one algorithm that can fetch information and bring it before one analyst. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> That's what we're looking at. I laugh. It's not funny. This shit is not funny. Uh, my, all my windows just dropped again. I don't know what I do that makes that happen. But okay. 
Anyway, uh, we have, uh, here we go. I'm going to put the phone number up as I get these windows back up. Uh, 702-957-1037. What do you think about this? Does this, uh, does this, uh, does it make you think that I'm paranoid? Or is there something more to this? Do you wonder why uh, the, uh, the, the, the powers that be, instead of talking about the, what would you say, the investing implication of this is worth, the only thing worth talking about when... <laughs> the, the the implications to humanity regarding this service, this quote service, is uh, uh, uh <laughs> just like like it, this is exasperating to me. Like I can't be the only one who sees this stuff. Come on, right? I'm like like I, I open up the news and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and I read a little more and I'm like, wow, that's fucked up, and then. Nobody ever, you know, it never hits the mainstream. Nobody, nobody in the news ever talks about it. I don't know. Uh, you guys are here, so there's something to it, but there, there's something messed up here. There's definitely something messed up. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Got it. I see that. Uh, I see that. Uh, uh, he from Texas. Thank you for the, the links there. Uh, uh, I see it in the, in the chat discord. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are we nuts guys? You think, you think we're insane? Or do you think the rest of the world's insane and we're trying to claw our way out of it? I, I this uh, this it drives me a little bit batty all of this because I just I just don't know uh, you know like so, some days I think I'm on it and other days I'm like <laughs> relax Mike chill out buddy chill out yeah it's okay it's okay here we go uh, read some chat let's see uh, John says uh, Skynet moderator equals what are you hiding, Mister Strange? And that's exactly right. That's what we're looking at here, right? This is this is the new service. It's going to serve our government, right? Except it's going to know every single thing about you. And so I'm pretty sure there's a Fourth Amendment thing about unreasonable search and seizure. But hey, if there's cameras on every corner of every neighborhood in the country, then is that an unreasonable search and seizure in regard to law enforcement? Hmm. Is this not the conversation that Congress needs to be having? Is this not what they should be talking about instead of the bullshit that they talk about every single day? This is the conversation that needs to be at. This is the type of thing the Supreme Court needs to be looking at. Not this scaremongering bullshit about this judge or that judge. No. This is what will define the future of humanity. And they're not even having the discussion. <laughs> they're not having it. Does that surprise anybody? <laughs> anyway, okay. Where are we at? Where are we at? Let's see. Let's see. We're back. Uh, if, if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. What do you think about this? Uh, join the Discord. If you're uh, you're on the Discord, you can hop in there and uh, get on the show and be on the show that way. Uh, and we can, uh, yeah, we can talk about this and whatever else you want to talk about. I just, uh, this drives me a little bit nuts, right? So so now, okay, uh, what's up, Larry? Says, uh, says a Zookbot better not be spreading the truth in there. <laughs> yeah, right? Not only that, hold on, not only that, Paul says... I wish my phone would make noise when you're on. Well, <laughs> there are ways, right? This is what I'm saying. So like many of you probably have notifications turned on on Facebook or on YouTube or wherever else we might stream, right? And so the only way to do it is to do it on all of them. Because if you don't, right, Facebook flips one switch and where there, where there could have been, you know, 100 people watching concurrently for the entire three hours, now there's like 10, right? Because Facebook flipped a switch and they're like, nah, we don't like this, right? Like this, this ran everything that I've been saying ran through the algorithm. They 
matched it up with the uh, the profit model. Uh, they matched it up with uh, the, the whatever. Uh, now I'm now I'm a domestic terrorist. Whatever it is, right? And then they they flip a switch, and you guys don't get a notification. You you see the way this works? It's the way this works. Totally. So you you got to go to got to go to the, all the other platforms. That's why that's why we always started it with all the other platforms because we knew that at some point somebody somewhere along the way would not like the shit we were saying and they would take us down from this one or that one and we'd still be on others. So that's it. That's it. That's what it, if you wonder why you're you're missing the the notifications, go to all the things. Notify all the things. If you have not done it yet, go to Discord. Tell me you miss Discord notifications. Because everybody, I'm pretty sure, still gets Discord notifications. Every time we go live, I put up a notification for everybody on Discord. Join the Discord, TroubleMinds.org. Click the Discord link. Leave it on your phone. Actually, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a little video that explains how to turn off notifications uh, unless you're mentioned. So I'm gonna do that because people don't get the mobile version of Discord anyway. Into the weeds a little bit, but it, it's part of the problem with uh, why people don't use it. I think. But okay. Anyway. Anyway. John says. I don't know what we are afraid about any form of AI will ruin our governments better than the douchebags that are in the government now. Um, well, yeah, well, I think you're right. Like I said, they're not even having the right conversations. Like they're, they're not even talking about the things they should be talking about. And, you know, it's set, it's set up to fail. It's completely set up to fail, right? Because if, it, if they break it by failing, then they get to remake it. Okay, and... How do you think they would remake it? <laughs> There's the conspiracy. They're just like just like Bailey was saying earlier. How do they? How do they remake it? Once you break this whole MF over your knee and throw it in the fire, how do you remake this system? Of course, right? You don't you don't get like a uh, the states together and you know you might, but you get people that are bought and sold, right? They're, they're already they're already in the bag. They're already pre-selected like like they pack the courts and whatever this other bullshit they do right just like uh yuri bezmanov said that you you can't uh once you get them in the system you're stuck with them you can't get rid of them they're indoctrinated they already have an idea of what they want and they want to burn it down and you can't get rid of them until you replace them with a new generation of people and uh that's frightening right there that's frightening because guess what We've got, we've got a, a rough 20, 30 years to flip this bitch around or it's done. It's over, guys. This is over. I believe it. Western culture is over. And I don't just mean culture like, you know, oh, it's a dog whistle for the KKK, Michael Strange. You're a dick. That's not what I said. Freedom. Autonomy. Right? That's what I said. Western culture is over. That's what I mean. Because they're going to take it from us. Not just gently. It's going to suck. They're going to they're gonna reach in and they're going to rip it away hard. And they don't give a shit what bleeds. You understand? That's what we're looking at. That's exactly what we're looking at. Uh, got a phone call coming in. We'll take this in just a sec. But uh, this, is, this is, again, why is nobody talking about this? They're only talking about the investment implications. That's all they're talking about. The investment implications of Palantir. <laughs> there you go. John says, my Discord notifi- notification comes up about five minutes before the Facebook notification. But the thing is, right, Facebook is in the censorship business that Discord is not into just yet. They do, okay, but they're not in the speech business yet. So my opinion, Discord is the way to go. If you guys haven't joined it, it's the way we all get together, for one. There's a lot of information. Actually, there's some really good information there recently if you haven't read the Discord. 
regarding the last show even. <laughs> regarding the last show, like breaking news. But uh, if you're not in the Discord, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. So that's what I'm saying. You get a Discord notification. They're not in the they're not in the speech business yet. They're not in the domestic terrorist business yet. The phone call dropped, so I don't know what happened. Call back. I know who you are, there, buddy. I know, I saw I saw I saw the caller ID. I saw you, buddy. Call back. But okay, but but that's the thing. So join the Discord. Bailey says I get my notifications. John says, "Yep, my Discord notification comes before the Facebook notification." So that's that's the deal, right? You guys have to do multiple multiple places, or some, some asshole somewhere flips a switch and we disappear, right? You wonder, you wonder what happened to troubled minds. You're like, wow, like I used to listen to this show months ago, and I haven't seen him go live in months, and all the while we've been plugging along, we've been doing it. But you just never got notified that we were live. You see? That's called a shadow ban. And it's on the way. I say enough things to piss off enough of these rich-ass people that it's gonna, it's coming. Right? Like, again, they run it through the profitability algorithm. And they go, okay, well, the reach versus what we could get out of this guy versus uh, uh, the, the, the shit that he's saying about us. Nah, shut him down. Right? That's what happens. That's what's happening. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. It's only ever been a matter of time. We've said it from the beginning. Uh, let's see. Uh, John says, a Senator bought 3000 and would never delete all his emails. Take a couple million dollars in speaking fees from corporations. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, ben says, I couldn't work Discord out. What does that mean? You couldn't work it? Like you couldn't figure it out? If you, Okay, that's. I think that's the thing. Maybe I'll, I'll make a video describing how to, how to run a video or, or how to run Discord because it is... Uh, I've seen people use it and it just, they get like, all, everything's notifying all the time and their phone's like blipping all the time and it pisses them off. Uh, I'll, I'll make a thing to show you how, how it doesn't have to do that, right? You can only get notified when you want to get notified with particular things. So, so anyway, got it, got it. I got it. I understand. We'll do that and uh, we'll keep on moving. Okay. So now, now Palantir, back to Palantir real fast. So Peter Thiel says this, okay, regarding his monstrosity, his, 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 <laughs> His uh, surveillance state monstrosity that he's building. This is what he had to say. Uh, again, Peter Thiel of uh, Facebook fame, PayPal fame, and now Palantir fame. He thinks that uh, to stop terrorism in the future, you're going to need something like Palantir. Uh, let's go, Peter Thiel. Talking about 9-11 and Palantir action. With President Obama launching an offensive to take down the Islamic State and terror threats rising in Europe, Australia, and potentially right here in the United States, could technology be the key to stopping the next major attack? PayPal co-founder and venture capitalist Peter Thiel, the co-founder of another company called Palantir, certainly thinks so. I spoke with Thiel about the technology behind Palantir and whether it could help stop the next 9-11. Take a listen. Do you think that Palantir could stop the next 9-11, or has it already? Something like Palantir is the key to, to stopping major terrorist attacks. I don't think we're going to do it by projecting military force throughout the world. I think uh, we will do it by sort of very cleverly uh, uncovering, um, uncovering these conspiracies before they, they come together. Some have expressed concern that your, your clients could actually use Palantir to do evil things. Do you worry about that? Uh, it's always, there's always a two-edged uh, part, part to these technologies. You know, technologies are, are never intrinsically good. They can al there's always a question how they can be used or abused. I do think there are a lot of checks in place in Palantir. Someone described it as, it's kind of like plugging into the matrix. You know, one government agency that gave us a bunch of data and uh, 
during the demo, we discovered a terrorist plot that they had not even suspected existed, and it led them to conclude they had to reclassify all sorts of data as classified. So would you say that Palantir has helped thwart multiple terrorist plots? I suspect that's true. Teal talks more about Palantir in his brand new book, Zero to One, Notes on Startups and How to Build the Future, out today. You can hear more of my interview with Peter Teal tomorrow and see the interview in its entirety coming up on Studio 1.0 in October. There you go. There you go. He thinks, based on the work they've done with the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA, and this was during the Obama administration, all right, this was at least four years ago when they did this, this interview. He says he thinks Palantir has stopped terrorist attacks already. So, once again, right? The What's the definition of a terrorist? Somebody that is dissident to the government, right? In a... Does it have to be a violent way? Or is it just like a try-hard dissident, right? Like maybe you can call me. Like I don't want to burn it down. I think I think there's ways to fix this so we could fix this, but nobody's talking about them, right? And so even even in that, I wouldn't even call me a revolutionary. I would just say I'm a realist. Like look what the hell's going on, guys. That's what I do. And uh, nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to talk about the lefty-righty paradigm and the bullshit that they feed us and, and can't, uh, cancel this and cancel that. It's, it's, a, it's horse shit. It is horse shit. And this is exactly why they do it, because they don't want us talking about it. They don't want us thinking about it. They don't want us realizing that they are failing in every facet. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's see. Joe says, if we don't make it, uh, if we don't make it, someone else would. Our backs are to the wall. Because they're just more tools to be used by faulty humans uh, with good and bad motivations. And you're, and you're right there. Now, now listen to what he said. Uh, the other guy, his co-founder, not Peter Thiel, his co-founder there. Uh, what's his name? I'll, I'll pull up his name in a sec. He said, he said that uh, somebody in the West has to get this. They have, to, they have to have this because if we don't have this, and it, say China does this first. He didn't say China specifically, but you know exactly who he meant. If somebody else gets this technology first, this can be used in disgusting ways. And so that's, that's exactly what's going on here. So, uh, I mean, that, with that, that comment, you're right. You're right. I mean, like we're, we're in an arms race to totalitarianism, right? That's really where we're headed. And so we're trying to say, well, we have to do it because if we don't, they will. And then if we, if we do it, we'll use it the good way, right? And they won't. They'll use it the bad way. But then we get it and there's assholes over here, right? That are whatever. That are, they, are, they are actual dissidents and Marxists and whatever it is, right? They want to turn this whole system over and upside down. And they will use it in a bad way, right? There, there are people that are brainwashed, that are politically compromised. And they will, right? They will. They'll use it in a bad way because they can because they'll have access to it. Anyway, uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, what's up? Penny says, uh, I say far worse and I'm still going on, on her channel. <laughs> I don't think you're saying anything bad. Yeah, I don't think I am either. But the, but the problem is that it, it's not up to me, right? It's not up to you. And you're right. You're right. Penny says, uh, I've been showing police beating peaceful protesters, <laughs> including old people. And, uh, I think our channels get away with stuff that monetized channels don't. And you're completely right. You were completely right there. So we, we're not monetized and, uh, there you go. So they can't make money off us on YouTube. So they kind of don't really care, right? 
but it also means that they're not going to really pump us into their algorithms to spread the word because they don't they don't have a a, a stake in uh, making money on us. So you see, you see how the algorithms work. And yeah, that's all part of it. Uh, Bailey says, Discord's UI is so bad, lots of people have a tough time with it. And you're, you're, you're totally right. Like, uh, I, I wish they had like a, like, I, th- I like the desktop version. I think it's really nice. But I think that the, the, uh, the what you call it, the, uh, the mobile version is a freaking mess. It's an absolute disaster. And so, yeah, anyway, so on and so forth. Let's see, uh, blah, 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 what else? Bailey says, consider the fact that no NSA operation has yet to provide a solution for any terrorist. <laughs> not that we know, right? Not that we know. At least uh, and they'll sometimes throw out an article that says they stopped something, but do we really know? <laughs> do we really know? Seems unlikely that a private corporation with a bunch of lesser technology can do any better. And uh, it's meant to work against us, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's exactly what's going on here. All right, so so now part of the problem with... Uh, uh, so let's see, how much time do we have? Let's play this. Now remember now now remember I pointed out that politically, if you can somehow get political eyes on this, people give a shit, right? You might get a movement behind it. Because you have these huge masses of people, right? Uh the the chattel, as as Joe says. The the uh, I'll say the cattle, right? The sheep as some call them, or whatever it is, right? The people that literally just go hard left or hard right and they follow the lines and they do what the party says and you know, the nineteen eighty four guys that are just like, Yeah, you know, like the only thing we're talking about is what the party tells me is worth talking about, right? Which, of course, is is ridiculous, absolutely, utterly absurd, and that's how people think. And it, because it's it's hard to think otherwise, right? It's hard. It takes time. It takes effort. You have to go look. You have to go find your own information. You have to see what's really going on. You have to look at things like this. Nobody's talking about Palantir other than, like I said, the investing implications. Okay, now if you get political eyes on it, you might get people interested. Now here's what they were saying about ICE. Okay, now here's ICE. Uh, so they said Palantir is helping with uh, illegal immigration and ICE, which is uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement. Right. This has got made a lot of lot of lot of the rounds the last few years about kids in cages and all this other shit. Right. All the stuff they said. Fine, whatever. But listen, my point is that nobody cares unless you frame it from one of these political angles. And then suddenly the bases get all riled up one way or the other. So let's see what they say about how Palantir, they used it to work with ICE. Now, keep in mind, as I play just a couple of three clips here, that ICE in particular is immigration enforcement. All right. And so this may trigger you one way or the other, but it's meant to. My point in this entire thing is that we should not be just concerned about sub 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 groups of individuals. We should be concerned about us and everybody. Anyway, here, part one, ICE action. The data mining firm Palantir faces backlash over its partnership with ICE. The government agency paid the company $800 million last year. Palantir services include digital profiling tools, which are reportedly being used to investigate undocumented immigrants and compile evidence against them. Some employees say that those tools are violating the civil liberties of immigrants. Douglas McMillan has been covering the story extensively. He's a corporate accountability reporter for The Washington Post. Douglas, thank you so much for being here with us. Can you tell us more about how Palantir's products are now being used by ICE? 
Sure, yeah, Palantir's uh, core technology is all about bringing together disparate sources of data and making it in a, an easy to use dashboard for people in law enforcement and other agencies to quickly find suspects or find patterns in that data. In the case of Immigration Customs Enforcement, ICE agents are now kind of using Palantir's data to profile millions of undocumented immigrants. And while we don't know specifically what role Palantir's uh, tools are being used in things like immigration raids, there is growing evidence that Palantir's um, software is helping these ICE agents um, in going about their business in apprehending, arresting, deporting uh, undocumented immigrants, and potentially in some incidents where they've um, separated families of migrant children. And we know a portion of Palantir's work involves national security. In fact, it was actually founded using seed money from a CIA business incubator. So why now are employees so upset about its work with ICE? Sure. Yeah, this is a company. It's uh, you know 14 years old, and they have a long history of working uh, with the government. They have contra long-standing contracts with the FBI, CIA. Um, they're growing presence with the Department of Defense. Um, that represents a big business for them. But um, I think what we're seeing with ICE is there is a portion of their workforce, and they're a company that's based in Silicon Valley that is concerned about um, the president President Trump's immigration agenda. Okay. Right. So again, politics. If you can't say orange man bad and link it to this to call it bad, then it isn't bad, is it? Right? And they swing back and forth. It depends on whatever. Now, here's, I got this uh, this article up here at crooksandliars.com. Meet Palantir, a surveillance company founded by Trump crony Teal to track COVID-19, right? Now, is that why this thing was built? Of course not. Of course not. He said this company's 14 years old. All right? But look how they do this, right? So now Peter Thiel has come out in support of Donald Trump at several several different occasions. So, of course, he's a Trump Trump crony, right? So, so <laughs> but again, this is what I'm saying. If you don't get, if you don't spin everything in a political fashion and say orange man bad or orange man good, then you don't get eyes on it, right? People can't like lash out with their two minutes of hate from 1984, right? That's exactly what this is. Here we go. Part two, ICE and exactly how they're trying to say that. Uh, now, again, let me reiterate ICE and their immigration enforcement is like a law enforcement type of situation. So take that stateside. <laughs> Guess what? That's your police, guys. That's our police. Guess what? That's the FBI. That's the CIA. That's the people who are actually enforcing the law on us. And they're using this same, this same Palantir, the same uh, disparate set of data points. <laughs> Ice part two. And increasingly controversial uh, raids of undocumented immigrants. And I think that we're starting to see a conscience in this company and growing concern among some employees that what they're doing is wrong and that they're providing software and tools to help you know, the president and to help ICE carry, carry out its agenda. Palantir CEO Alex Karp slammed Google for ending a contract with the Pentagon, saying that tech companies shouldn't be making their decisions and that pulling out of the contract was actually treasonous. How does he justify his company's work with agencies like ICE? Yo, he's uh, trying to... To, he sees a business opportunity here, and he's trying to position Palantir as one of the few Silicon Valley companies that is super loyal to Washington and loyal to even the most controversial work that the government is doing right now. And I think what uh, you saw in this example uh, that we highlighted in our story in the Washington Post about Google was pulling out of this, this controversial contract with the Department of Defense 
Palantir saw an opportunity to pounce on that and to use that as an example of how this company is not going to proceed with its contracts in Washington when work in with the government becomes controversial among its employees or unpopular among, among its employees. Uh, I think the CEO, Alex Karp, wants to send the message that Palantir is not going to let that impact its decision on who it does business with. And speaking of who they're doing business with, Palantir's contracts with the government really rose sharply in 2018. There was an $800 million army contract. But we know that corporate America has been intertwined with politics really for decades. But what makes this partnership with the military different? Yeah, this is a big breakthrough contract for them. It's the, the first significant um, contract of record that includes a line of funding from Congre Congress, and it's also potentially going to be a beachhead for them in, in get winning more large contracts with the Department of Defense. So I think, you know, what, what we're seeing with the company's staunch uh, defense of its, you know, controversial ICE contracts is, you know, trying to send a signal to Washington that we want to do more work like this, and we want to we want to win, we deserve to win the biggest contracts, um, including uh, the ones ahead with the Department of Defense. Yeah. Yeah, right? Word salads, government contracts, <laughs> political slime. Notice what he said in there, that uh, we support the government's most controversial <laughs> policies, right? And so, of course, he, uh, he was just saying immigration, right? Is is? But notice... What happens when the goalposts change? What happens when things change? And things that were controversial are no longer. And other things are more controversial. <laughs> anyway, we're going to this phone call. Sorry, I just saw you there. Oh, boy. Kelly, you're on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's happening, my man? Kelly from Colorado. How are you? Oh, how's it going, man? Doing pretty good. All right. All right. What's on your mind? Have you heard of Palantir? No, it's actually I've never heard of Palantir. It's the first time I actually really even heard about it. But listening to the stories that you're talking about and like what you're playing on, you know, the group the the group of videos that you're playing. It can and it, you know what I do is I kinda makes my mind think like the all that connection and then you if you add five G and that new Starlink that they just send up. Right? So it, to me, it's almost kind of sounding like, remember that Batman movie and they were using all the cell phone connections and it was used as a high frequency uh, generator. I don't remember that, could, but so I'm, he could track that. I'm following you. Go ahead. Yeah, you could, yeah. So he could track down the Joker. It's really highly, he said it was really high, highly controversial because what it is like a sonar system. So where it, 5G, that's why, to me, all this shit that they're adding, all these towers, because these towers got to be like, I mean, that shit's going everywhere. And like, I, I, I you know, where with my work, I see, I'm in neighborhoods, businesses, man, they're putting that shit everywhere. So, and it's got, it's, and it's like, I think the towers got to be every like 10 houses or some shit. So that's supposedly for it to work, you know, make your phone faster or whatever. And now with this Palantine you're talking about, you know, with all the um, connecting with, you know, your cell phones with, you know, with all the cameras and stuff. And to me, I kind of, you know, thought about when they're bringing out all these new phones, you know, I mean, they're adding new cameras. I mean, why do you need three lenses, really? Is it one for Palantine, one for you, and <laughs> one for the government or what? <laughs> one, one for you China. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, one for China. Yeah. 
No, I mean, you're completely yeah. right. And that's exactly where we're at, right? And so, and not only that, so 5G is a fantastic way to put this because once you create these smart cities with 5G, like literally, like I joke about it, where your, your refrigerator will buy, you know order you some milk and your toaster will order you some bread because you're out of it. Like this is the type of level of sophistication they need to know, right, to, to sell you particular things. But like it, they, that may seem like as a luxury and innocuous and whatever, right? Like, well, oh, you know, it'd be really nice to not have to order my milk when I need it because it'll just come, you know, or whatever. Some guy will bring my groceries and know exactly what I need. No, it's not that. It's that they know what you freaking need all the time, right? It's like, like, wake, wake up, wake up. What the hell's going on? And that's the smart city stuff. That's five G. That's a fantastic point. So not only that, you you tie that in with the uh, the the uh, the cameras and then the five G, and then they know exactly where you're at every minute of the day, but through data points. Yeah, man, this this is a uh, this is next level shit. This is Skynet shit. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting to because, like, you know, if even if it was like kind of like that Batman thing, because that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it has to be used every five, you know, every ten houses or some shit. That's just gonna those towers are gonna be everywhere, right? So to me, they're gonna use like it, they already got something like that already. So it's kind of like a sonar, you know what I mean? So they can see through buildings. They can see through, you know, without having to have like people on the ground you know, doing, uh, you know, infrared or something. They're already going to be able to see all through that shit anyway. And then, say, like, if they need to hit you on something, right, they're going to send in their every, all, their drones. And if you have 5G, you can send that shit forever, right? A drone usually can only go, like, a, about a mile out. If yeah. you have 5G connection everywhere, you can send that shit everywhere. Then you can fly, send in your slaughter bots. You know what I mean? This is some top security bullshit that fucking, that needs, some of that shit's got to stop. You know, like you're saying, I agree. we need to come together and enough is enough, man. And and not only that, why is nobody freaking talking about this? Like this is, this is, this is literally, we're leading ourselves into the problem. We're leading ourselves into mm-hmm. the slaughter. And it's like, well, uh, how come nobody said anything? Well, how come nobody listened? Like people, people are saying things. It's just not the political narrative. There's no money behind it. There's no traction behind it. It's not what they want to talk about. And so we don't talk about it. <laughs> well, we do, but <laughs> yeah, this is crazy, right? The, the world yeah. we live in, man. I tell you what. Yeah. I tell you what. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, what else is on your mind? Did you? Uh, I know you came in a little bit late there. Uh, how's everything going your, in your neck of the woods, COVID-wise and all the rest? Uh-oh. Yeah, man, just, you know, staying busy with work, just uh, trying to stay up on top of stuff, you know what I mean, vehicles, whatnot, but, yeah, uh, I don't know, man, to me, with uh, everything that's going, me, to me, like, I look at stuff more of, uh, nowadays, like, more of a uh, universal thing, you know what I mean, with, like, planetary, uh, where they're, where everything's at, and, like, to me, with everything that's happening, you know, especially now with 2020, there's something that this, this planet is is being. I, my my opinion is this planet is being tugged on by something. There's something massive tug, tugging not only on this planet, but these all the other planets as well. You know, you see these pictures or, or videos or even uh, stories on uh, you know with NASA they talk about. You know, uh, Mars is having their vo- volcano plumes blow up or 
over in Venus, and uh, you know what I mean. They're saying they could have life on it. You know, you know, and or like Jupiter. You know, you were to have like we're, they're seeing like almost the the planets tilting in one direction. That's what it almost seems like to me. You know. Yeah, like kind of maybe maybe a spiritually coming apart at the seams. Like like you can't really like describe exactly what or how, but it seems like something like this is definitely underway, right? Maybe at uh, the age of Aquarius or maybe maybe the Mayan calendar. I mean, shit. Like who knows? Like it's it's been an unbelievable like batch of years this year especially, but yeah. I I'm with you, man. It seems like something's something's on the horizon here and I don't know what. And it and, and like I'm not I'm not the type to be terrified, but it's one of those things where I'm, let's say I'm cautiously optimistic that it's a good change, <laughs> but it just doesn't seem to be. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to be. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not like, I don't mean to, you know, try to do that either. Where like if people, you know, some people get like frightened or don't want to think about something like that, but who who knows what it is. I'm saying more or less like, you know, like you're saying, the age of Aquarius, this is the age of knowing, you know, the veil's being pulled back. And this whole thing with Donald Trump that you were talking about earlier, I kind of like was just listening to that. I was had cleaning carpets, man. My dog has been sick. But anyway, I was listening to that. I don't know, man. To me, that could be a whole ploy. He just suddenly happened to have, you know, catch coronavirus. You know, and this is like after the first debate. No one wants to, you know, after that first one was... Uh, to me, it was a pile of shit, is what it was. We looked like a laughing stock to the rest of the world with these two clown shoes. Clown shoes. You know exactly. what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. They're over there clapping around, stomping around. Don't even, man. They're not even making sense, you know, both of them. It, you know, and the whole funny thing about it is, is like, you know, I was talking with some people at work, is that after that debate, I mean, I was telling people, I was like, did not if you did not watch that i mean if you did watch it did did that not show you that neither party or either government gives a rat's ass about any of us i mean they were throwing each other's dirt on the board right there yeah about everything oh yeah and oh, it's yeah. like people like you know they were just i had friends you know they're like hardcore into republican democrat i'm listening to both of them like man you guys just you guys are blind. Yeah. You guys are blind sheep yeah. that don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Like, 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 like again, you're, you're, you're allowing somebody else to prioritize for you. That's, that's all that is. And it, and it, not only that, they're doing it without your best interest. <laughs> so it's like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting because you, you got to get people to realize that's what's happening before they'll even talk to you about it. Otherwise, they're like, ah, you're a fascist. <laughs> you hate this country. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? No, that's not what I said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right, man. You're right. It's sick. It's sick. Come on, guys. Pull your head out of left and right. They don't care. They don't give a shit about you. They want the trillion dollar budget, and that's all they're fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still waiting to get paid, too, man. When are we going to get our heroes pay over here? Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. again, right? Like, there's people that still haven't got a stimulus from March, right? That's still Hell. still waiting. Unemployment from March, right? Because government is the, literally the pace of government, they say. It's like glacial. It's like snail. It's terrible. And so, again, if they gave a shit about us, they would have dropped everything and they would have done something. But they don't care. They want you to lose your yeah. job. 
right? And then they're like, yeah, well, you know, we got unemployment for you. And then you wait months to get it, right? You're like literally on the teetering on the edge of whatever until the government like extends the eviction moratorium. You know what I mean? Like it, this is sick. This is a sick world we live in. Ugh. I'm, don't I'm, don't get me going. Don't get me going, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. People, we're the, we're the light, right? We're the light. And if you can't be the light, then find somebody that can help you shine your, you know, shine your light even brighter. Because if we get more of us, we're going to like, yeah, you know, like we were saying, the veil's coming up, man. I hope so. It's going to all be, yeah, I, I know it is because it's just, it just, some stuff we're you know they're not going to share with us you know what I mean it, what's weird is like I don't know why mainstream media is not covering all like with all this pedophile shit you know they're finding out how they're how they're uh, pedophile you know peddling these you know small children and women and and men you know there's all this underground shit it's just man I just can't wait I yeah, can't wait till the top head roll man hopefully again right hopefully that's kind of been like the uh the the common man's theme for as long as mankind's been a thing, so you know we can hope and we can pray, <laughs> but I don't know if it's coming, man. Yeah. I, I I have optimism. That's why I do this. Again, I don't think I'm the guy to change the world. I hope someday, somewhere, I can maybe inspire somebody that will inspire somebody that will inspire somebody that might change the world. Right? You get enough enough words out there, yeah. enough positive words, and enough people looking in the right direction, and maybe maybe. Maybe you can change something, you know, again, this is important. That's why I do it. And uh, again, I know, I know you're with me on that. We're on the same side here, man. I tell you what, it's tough sometimes, isn't it? Oh man, believe me. Cause like I've had friends and like family, of course, you know, I've, throughout my whole life, you know, family, but friends is that you're trying to meet. But you know, it seems like the more I talk with some people, it seems like more people are waking up to the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they're kind of still stuck in their ways a little bit. I wouldn't say stuck in their ways. They're just kind of uncertain. You know what I mean? Because they're actually, it's like when you very first go down your first rabbit hole, and then you just you know figure out like, holy shit, man. And then, you know what it is? And that's just like my wife would just said. It's, it's fear. The people think it's fear. That's what the government is trying to push on us, that that is fear. But fear is a liar. That's the, It's bullshit, man. And, you know, when the people say conspiracy theory, it's, you know what, there's a conspiracy, but there's no theory behind that shit. They want us dead. They don't want, they ain't looking at our health. No. They sell you the, they sell you the, the cancer and then they want to, you know, I mean, they give you the cancer and then they want to sell you the cure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I think a lot of people now, I mean, there's still, you know, the, I would say, for me, I'm not trying to put people in classes, but the older folks, you know, the the ones that are, you know, being the boomers or whatever, but like they're, they're the ones that are like still holding on to that, you know, that's how I feel because change is coming. It's whether they like to see it or not. Some people is going to ruffle their feathers because it's, you know, change is not always pretty. Changes, you know, change, but change has got to happen, and it is, t- and, it, and this is the this is the age of doing it. So let's, it, I'm sitting there, sitting back, watching, eating my popcorn. Yeah, right. Let's see, let's see what, let's see what tomorrow brings. <laughs> Today was a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> Today was literally a doozy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. This, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. 
And uh, hopefully, I, and I, this is the problem I have with change, right? Change is good, okay? But change, you can, it exacts a human toll. It really does. So, you, you, you know, you have a body count. Change has a body count, you know? And it, it's, uh, it's tough for me to reconcile the two and be able to, to, to try and say that, you know, the change that I want is worth this many people dead. You know what I'm saying? That's just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I got, I got to believe there's another way. There is other ways, but the, the government's got to change that all, that all, that whole, the 30, 40 years of sitting in government, getting rich, you know, going in poor and coming out a millionaire. That shit has got to stop. Yeah. Agreed. That right there. Agreed. Cause we, we got to go into a direction. It's 2020, man. I mean, it's like, I know it's still only like some of us, the whole race car two thing is like, you know, people think that that's happened so far long ago, but if you really think about it, it was actually just a generation ago where, you know, hardcore in some places where, you know, the, that racism is still around. I yeah, mean, it's, I'm it's, not saying it's everywhere, but that shit, that shit's got to end too. You know what I mean? The, I, I'm whole, with you. It's still a thing. Like, like I've spoken about, spoken out against those movements because they don't seem to be about that. They seem to be about using, uh, minorities for political gain and not giving a shit about minorities, you know, like sure. Racism exists. It still is today. I've said that a hundred times. I'll say it in a, another hundred. Like it is, but Holy crap. When we use, you know, the color of people's skin for political gain, get out, get out. Like it's not, it's not. Even if you do, that's the same thing that, you know, that's exactly what I was going to say too. Cause you know, and then you have like, uh, you know, movements like the black, the black lives movement. Right. I understand. Uh, I'm down with all that. You know, cause I have people of all, all colors, right. All lives matter. But if, you know, and I try to argue with some people like, okay, black lives matter, the movement itself. Okay. Is it's collected over a, a billion dollars in, you know, in donations and shit, but yet you have never even heard these people who, who run in this outfit, even send a, you know, a kid, to college, yeah, a black kid to college, yeah. whether it be male yeah. or female, never exactly. Why are you not, not building nice not parks in the inner cities? Yeah, exactly, people. exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just you know, but still, I understand the movement. The movement itself, you know, uh, is police brutality. That was the whole thing about it. But somebody else want to come along and you know try to you know work on people's fears and their. You know, and the anguish of generations of what's going on, that's fucking bullshit right there. To me, that needs to stop, too, because that is a part of, is another part of racism itself. And they're even using their own people. Like I said, they even send nobody to school. They ain't bought nobody a goddamn apartment. Nope. They didn't pay rent for nobody. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. No, because, because it's a Marxist overthrow. They've said it, even on the Black Lives Matter website. They've said they're trained Marxists. They're trying to turn this bitch over. That's what I'm saying. So, like, the the movement is not the same as being against racism. It's not. It is not. They will tell you it is, but it is no. not. It is not. Like I agree. I think racism racism is an ugly thing. It's it's a product of being human. It's a product of being imperfect, and it sucks. And being imperfect and being human sometimes sucks. That's it, right? That's it. But how do we fix it? You you like literally? You get a billion dollars in a bank account, and like you said, you don't send any kids to college. You ain't you ain't you ain't opening up a, a, a places for people to work. Nothing, you know. You're you're just raging, burning shit down instead. Get out. 
Get out of here with that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to keep on trucking here. Any any final thought, Kelly? I, I appreciate the call, man. You're the best. I decided to call in. I haven't called in for a while. Just uh, like, but like, there's a few times, man. I've I've been listening to you, but I'm falling asleep with the phone in my hand, crashed out. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I understand. But man. I decided to call in tonight and give a little bit of salt to the to the game. So there you go. I appreciate it, my man. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, God bless you and the you and the wife and the rest of the family. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, brother. Take it easy. Thanks, my man. <laughs> There you go. Kelly from Colorado. Simple as that. See, look at that. Look at that. You call into the show, and I'm nice to you, and we can have a conversation. 702-957-1037. Thanks again, Kelly. Thanks again tonight for all the great calls. A uh, lot, of, lot of great information. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's finish up on Palantir. There's, uh, there's some scary stuff here. So, so let's cut the ice stuff because it's political. It's a little bit garbagey. It's a little bit, uh, uh, like, again, it doesn't get traction unless they can say, you know, orange man bad or orange man good because they have to frame every conversation with that. And that's not what every conversation needs to be. It is not. Here's the danger possible dangers of Palantir and uh, a few more clips and then we'll finish this up. Part one, the dangers and what the future may hold with this. We got some great comments already too. I see you there, Bailey. I see you there, John. Uh, dangers, part one, action. So I'm going to submit this. This is my new thing. That consciousness is not the threat of AI. The threat of AI is the humans who use AI. Now you've been talking about this a little yeah. bit uh, on Motherboard. There was a piece in slate this morning that creeped me out it turns out license plate reading software has gotten so cheap and it will work with hundred dollar cameras that it's being installed everywhere license plate readers they give an example of a housing complex where people are using it to make sure that you know you're not abusing your rental agreement that you you know if it's they are everywhere. It's about $100 for the software on a $100 camera. Cities, we, the city I live in, Petaluma, I noticed was putting up cameras on every traffic light, every street light. Yeah. And I realized they're not valuable if you have to have somebody sitting and watching them. If you've got 400 cameras in a town of 50,000 people, what do you just walk, got you know, 800 officers looking at them? No, you put license plate reading software on it. Yeah. And then if you want to know where Leo was last night, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And this is an example uh, to me. A Palantir is another one. And I'm really interested that you, Caroline, have been able to break through because Palantir has been almost a legendarily secret company in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Funded by Peter Thiel. Uh, Alex Karp is its secretive CEO. And we knew it was some sort of, well, what is it? <laughs> We don't, I don't know what we right. knew. Yeah, I guess the best way to describe it is that it's an aggregator. It takes data from like all different types of sources and it organizes it and is able to find connections in ways that like if you're just a regular human analyst, you might not be able to do it. Or if you're just a person with access to five different databases and you're looking to use something from there, I mean, that's not actionable, just having all this unstructured data. So that's Palantir's role. Um, it organizes it, and it's able to make charts and sort through very sensitive data very easily, as easy as making a search. Oops, I muted myself. I was pouring a beer. Okay, so so you see, right? 
Easy as making a search. All this aggregated data. It's a data aggregator, she says, all right? And so she's got some actual insider info regarding this because she got her hands on a document, the document that the police were using and how they were using Palantir. So there we go. Part two of the dangers of Palantir and what it means to uh, basically your 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 security, right? Your uh, well, no, secure to your liberty, <laughs> right? The security, liberty. Uh, wait, no, yeah. Part two, action. This is what's worrying me about yeah. AI. It's not that it's going to become conscious and want to get rid of the humans. It's that there are humans who will be using this. You wrote that 300 California cities, northern California cities, and I wouldn't be surprised if Petaluma is one of them, are using Palantir. Why did Petaluma put up all those cameras? To gather data. And what are they going to do with the data? Uh, I think it, it the goes, noteworthy thing yeah. here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. Um, the noteworthy thing here is that I started this whole thing by sending public information requests to individual cities, and almost all of them came back empty. The only one that came back with information was through the the NCRIC, the Northern California Regional Intelligence Center. So even if you're a citizen living in one of these cities and you want to find out about it, there's really no way for you to know. I mean, only by filing a public record request to this regional center um, do you realize, like, because here's the thing, like police officers can request this type of data from the NCRIC, um, but there's no paper trail for those individual cities. And there's really no transparency for the citizens that are actually living there. So um, this is run point. through the Department of Homeland Security. Do they say it's to cut down on terrorism? Right. So on their website, they claim that they... Well, they, most of their efforts are focused on major drug operations and terrorism operations. Um, but at the same time, there's, they will pretty much investigate anything that a local police department requests help with. And this could be, I mean, literally any type of crime. It could be, it could be a robbery. It could be a domestic assault. It could be really any type of investigation that a local police department is operating. So this isn't just a... Uh, let's catch people trying to commit like a major, major act of terrorism. This is, you know, local operations. Um, and this is, you know, they have a massive amount of data on the people that are living in those areas. And on the one hand, I would say, oh, that's good. We're going to be a safer city in Petaluma. By the way, our county is one of the participating, 14 participating Northern California counties in uh, NC. Oh, we're going to be safer, right? It's always good because we're going to be safer. You sell the safety, less crime. Go ahead. Go ahead. Put the cameras in front of my, but you know, we got the ring cameras already. We're watching our neighbor across the street. We're watching anybody who walks their dog by our house. We're watching ourselves come in and out of our own damn house, right? And all these, all this data gets sent. We're not even talking about ring doorbells, but I'm adding this to the list. All this data gets sent to Amazon servers, right? And then guess what? Guess what? I'll bet you, I will bet you within a matter of five years, they're all going to team up. And Palantir is going to be the tip of the spear, and they're going to team up with Ring Doorbell, and they're going to team up with <laughs> the uh, what's the other guy? A Simply Safe Home Home Security, and not only are they going to know where you go, which stores you go to, how much time you spend in the house, how much time you spend out the house, they're also going to know how much time you spend in the bathroom. They're also going to know how much time you spend in the kitchen. They're going to know how much time you spend on the couch watching TV. They're going to know how much time you spend beating your dog. Okay, don't beat your dog. That's not my point. My, don't. It's terrible to beat dogs. Dogs are better than humans. 
My point is, okay, every single, let's say, uh, objectionable thing that you do, they will know, right? Yeah, they will know. They will know. Book it. I'm gonna book this down as a prediction, right? The uh, the the day the day of 2020 when everything went, WTF? Could this get any more weird? Donald Trump caught coronavirus today. All right, <laughs> I'm marking it down on the calendar. Within five years, I'm predicting. Palantir will sign an agreement with Ring Doorbell and Amazon. And that's that. <laughs> it's a wrap. And we're putting these things up ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> we're putting these things up ourselves. Uh, here we go. All right. Dangers of Palantir. A couple more clips. We'll finish this up. Uh, still taking calls. If you guys have comments on this, 702-957-1037. Uh, you can get on the show, talk to me, and talk to whoever might be listening. You never know who's listening. If, if you're not sure what I mean by that, join the Discord. There's some interesting stuff in the Discord. You never know who's listening, right? So here we go. Part three, dangers of Palantir action. Yep. Or I see. There it no, is. it's going to be safer. It's going to be safer here. I think, I don't know. I think that this is, more, it sort of reminds me about, the arguments that people make with respect to privacy, like, oh, I have nothing to hide, so I shouldn't have any reason yeah. to worry about yeah. this, you no, know? I don't buy I that mean, one. Yeah. I mean... If you have nothing to hide, leave the bathroom door open. Uh, you know. <laughs> I've tried that argument. People don't like that. <laughs> um, there's reason... It's not that you have something to hide. It's not that you're a criminal. It's just that you des- we deserve to live the, privately. The risk here is the slippery slope. You mentioned that, you know, why are they installing these cameras in Petaluma? And it doesn't matter why. Once they have the cameras, they can later decide, oh, hey, we have all these cameras. Why don't we do X, Y, Z? So it's really the infrastructure is is just another step I in a direction. I feel like we're sliding down this yes. slope. Well, here's another example. I just wrote a piece for Fast Company about emotion technology in cars, where cars will be able to read your emotions, understand what your mindset is, understand what's happening in the car. This is part of the, you know, Self-driving cars are like supercomputers on wheels with all these sensors pointing outward. What we're not talking enough about is the sensors pointing inward at the drivers and everybody else. But what's interesting is that Fictiva is in the lead with this technology of being able to read emotions of drivers. And they're not doing it by installing cameras in cars. They're using the cameras already installed in cars. Oh. And they're just tapping into that feed. It's, it's like, an, it's like a, uh, you know after the fact kind of uh, an idea where it's like, well, you know, these high-end cars have cameras. Why don't we just read people's emotions with them? And so this is the, this is what's Why do they want the emotions? I mean, I can understand for self-driving vehicles, it's important to know what that other driver is going to do. That doesn't bother me. Well, for there's, so the the humans are the big problem with self-driving vehicles. Well, the the biggest, the biggest thing is this is going to go online before they're fully self-driving. But, but most urgently, uh, Europe has, has, uh, uh, enacted legislation saying that by 2021, all cars sold in Europe will have to have uh, basic reading function. They'll be able. To, they have to tell whether the driver's falling asleep, whether the driver's drunk. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, this is a Cadillac just put that in their CTS for their yeah. uh, autopilot feature. Yes, because as you know, with same with Tesla, you got to keep your hand on the wheel. You catch that? Did you catch that? Did you catch that? So not only do we have cameras at every street intersection. All right. We have cameras locked onto our freaking porch with the ring doorbells. We have cameras in our cars 
All right. Because they have to know if you're falling asleep at the wheel. Right. Because of the, uh, you know, you got to have your hand on the wheel with the Tesla autopilot, this other bullshit. Right. So you have to know what's going on every second of your life. Because, of course, you never know when we need when 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 the, the establishment or the technocracy or whoever the F it is may need that data for something. You never know. Right. Every single second of your life. And that's where we're headed with this. I'm telling you, once Palantir becomes a thing, all right, not just what it's becoming. Again, it just it just initial public offering. It's a thing now, right? It went public. But what the guy said earlier, you get a hundred dollar camera and a hundred dollar software Palantir, you're 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 part of it. Every sing every single company out there is gonna start buying these things up. Right. The cars are good. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, part four, the dangers of this surveillance tech. And basically, like we're, we're, we're literally just throwing away autonomy. We're throwing away your right to a private life. We're throwing away your right to a fair trial, because how could you ever have a fair trial with every data point of your life tracked? Does that not conflict with the Fourth Amendment? Anybody? Anybody? Of course it does. Right? And then you and then you get uh, bureaucrats, you know, shrugging their shoulders and deciding what is admissible in court and what is not, right? Based on your po- political stance because they know everything you do online. They know everything you do out of the house. They know how much time you spend in the bathroom. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Part four. The dangers of Palantir and where this may lead. Uh, and you have to keep your eyes on the road. It used to be that it was enough to have your hand on the wheel, but Cadillac actually has a camera that sees where you're looking yeah. so that if you look down or away from the road it, while the autopilot's on, it can it actually vibrates your seat and then right. eventually disengages it. I had to trick it. I had to cover my eyes, but I was too scared. While to actually, driving? Well, that was the thing. I was too scared to actually do that, so I did like this. And, and you know, I had my peered through my fingers. And it did. It what really if you wear sunglasses? Yeah, but it. But well, exactly. I mean, it does. It's looking at you driving. Well, the best thing, and if they were able to get that, and I guess with OnStar, they probably are getting that. But information. I, I love that technology because you can be able to look at a store and say, "Is that open?" And they, they'll they'll know what you're looking at, and you, it'll say, "Oh, the so and so Starbucks is not open right so, now." So, Caroline, you filed a, a public records request and got the Palantir user manual for cops. Right. So wow. Yeah, this was a specific user manual that seemed to be designed for cops that were operating in like the West uh, North California area. Um, And full disclosure, the manual was almost unreadable. It took me several hours to be able to parse all of this through. Because of jargon? Um, Because of jargon, because it was just poorly organized. It was poorly worded. That's encouraging. Um, They did not define any of the terms. They just sort of said... the way it was organized was here's how you make a search. Um, and then they sort of introduced different charting functions. Um, By the way, this I is confidential and proprietary, not for distribution. So please close right. your eyes. Another thing boomers <laughs> say, in my day, we used to go through dumpsters to find that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Well, so searching for records in Palantir, start. Start in the graph application. This is the worst. This manual, you're right, Caroline. This is yeah, horrible. It is like unreadable. <laughs> it is, Click the gear it is icon. Extremely, oh yeah. my god! 
Right. I think it's the best way to describe it is in terms of. Last clip cliffhanger. All right, look, you see what's going on here. So then we have we have this thing that's like a mass surveillance tool. Cops are using it. Okay, clearly think about 30 years ago. All right. Just 30 years ago. It's not that long ago. It's really not. Most of us were alive then. Right. So here's the thing. 30 years ago, if a police officer pulled somebody over, they didn't have a laptop in their car. They couldn't pull you over. They couldn't tap into this Palantir thing. They couldn't find out where you'd been for the last, I don't know, two hours or however long you've been driving around town. They couldn't do any of this shit. All right. They had to take you at your word. Okay. Which again is the Fourth Amendment unreasonable search and seizure. Right. And you cannot be compelled to testify against yourself. Now, they don't need any of that because they just pull up your license plate. They tap into the uh, the, uh, the the Palantir. They know exactly where you've been, exactly the, the millisecond you were there. And what what they could even probably tell you, you ran three red lights in the last two hours. Right. Like this is the type of thing I'm talking about. And then not only that, the cops have access to this. But then they have a really shoddy manual that doesn't describe jack shit because it's confusing as hell. And you have to take several hours to go through it to even make any sense of it whatsoever. And this is what we're doing to ourselves. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You think that's intentional? I think that's intentional, right? If you make it sloppy as hell when you train the cops, then the cops just lose it, use it for everything. And then they get to say, well, I didn't know. <laughs> right? I didn't know I couldn't do that. But they know everything about you when they pull you over. They already know. They type in your license plate and they know exactly, probably pull up a map and see exactly where you've been and how long you were there. No. No, this is not okay. This is not okay. It is not okay. All right? Like if you want to do this on a private sector basis, I have a problem with that because when it gets too big, there's a problem. When you start sharing this with cops and government and the CIA and the FBI and the NSA, we have a problem. We have a Fourth Amendment problem, people. And if you don't know what that means, we'll talk about that. We'll continue to talk about this. This means you're losing your right to a private life. Do you understand what that actually means? I hope so. It's not that, uh, that old argument like they say, like they said in that clip there, the couple clips back. If you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, you know what that is? That's Stalin propaganda is what that is. That's bullshit is what that is. It means you lose your right to a private life. And that's garbage. Let's go to the last clip here. Part five, cliffhanger. She's going to tell you what she found out. And then we're going to finish up. Still taking phone calls. If you guys have thoughts on this, any final thoughts, love to hear it. 702-957-1037. And uh, click the Discord link. If anybody's in Discord, let me know in the chat. We'll put you in that Discord. We'll put you on the show. And you can talk to me and whoever else might be listening. And here you go. Uh, Part five, the dangers of mass surveillance. And not just that, when we start connecting them all together, which appears to be what this Palantir is actually doing. Part five action what you can do and what information that you're starting with. If you're starting with just a name, you can get, I mean, if they have it in their data systems, if they have it in police record management systems, if they have it through other types of private data that they obtain, things that could have access to people's uh, email addresses or bank account numbers, really sensitive information like that. I mean, this is all pulled instantly just from a simple name search and if you know somebody's license plate and you use this example in your article 
right. you can know where they, because of license plate readers and cameras everywhere, you can know pretty much everywhere somebody's been and when right. for any time period. Right. So basically you set the radius and you say you're looking for a particular license plate number that's traveled in like, I don't know, let's say a hundred mile radius or more. And then you can set a date range if you want. And since they have timestamps and they have location stamps, um, you can get all of that information. And then they also have a picture of the car and the license plate itself. So all of this information is stored just by searching a license plate number. With a name, this is, the, I mean, we've all seen this right. on TV, on NCIS right. and stuff, but really this is even much better yeah. than anything. With a name, you can get a person's email address, phone number, current and previous addresses, bank accounts, social security numbers, business relationships, family relationships, license information, height, weight, eye color. If it's mm -hmm. in an agency's database, you can get it. So that's what Palantir's doing. Do they talk about the sources of this information? Are they getting it? Some of it, obviously, from DMV, Department of Motor right. Vehicles. Is it all government agencies? Is it Google and Facebook? See, the NCRIC specifically, it's a fusion center. So they would use Palantir to take the different police, like local police records. So this would be like crime, arrest, et cetera, data. And Palantir also says that they get data really vaguely from government and federal agencies. So this could be where you're getting information about like license plate data, for instance, um, where you could get information about like birthday, whether you're married, whether you have a business logged in your name, that kind of thing. So in some of it's of public records. Yeah. Right. Some of it's public records in terms of. Right. So, so public records, right? It's no problem because it's public records, right? No, <laughs> no, this, this is a huge problem. There's an unbelievable amount of problems with this. And uh, this, this is the thing, right? Just like they said, it's like they build an infrastructure for one reason and they're like, okay, well, this is the reason we're building it. But then when the, the infrastructure is in place, then they suddenly decide, well, wait a minute, we have this infrastructure, we can use it for this and this and this. And then it starts to be abused. And again, it becomes a human thing. It doesn't become a technology thing. It becomes humans abusing technology and authority and et cetera, so on. It's the same thing it's always been. It's the same thing it's always been. Now technology is another trillion layers on top of that. It's unbelievable how, how far it's come in 30 years. But again, go back to that, that, uh, that example. 30 years ago, a cop pulls you over, has no idea who you are, okay? They can maybe call in your license plate on the radio, get like a read of maybe, uh, maybe who the car is registered to based on the license plate, and then they come up, let's say they have the name Michael Strange, all right? 30 years ago, we're doing a, uh, a, a fictitious, in, in our imagination, traffic stop. I got pulled over. Michael Strange is driving this car, and they know that Michael Strange is driving the car from the calling in and getting the, uh, the information, right? So the cop comes up to the door, window rolls down, cop says, hello, do you know how, why I pulled you over? Right. They say, yep, I was speeding. Cop says, yes, you were. Can I have your license and registration? Right. So that, that's standard. That's the way it happens. All right. So then the cop gets in their hand, like, let's say uh, somebody else. That's not Michael Strange. So somebody else is driving the car registered to Michael Strange. Right. So then they get a, a let's say uh, Larry is the name. Larry's gives him his ID and says, hey, 
uh, yeah, my well, blah blah. And he's like, okay, blah blah, right? So we have we have a problem here. But if you have if you have like and so right, there's there's some dissonance going on in the cop's brain. Like what's going on? Like da da. Anyway, Larry gets the ticket anyway because he was driving the car. But you see, now with Palantir and everything else, this big data, they know exactly that Larry hopped in the car. He's like, hey, Mike, I'm going to run down and grab some beer. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I've had too many. Do it. So so Larry does, and he's driving my car, and it's fine. And But the cop, right, you see, but the cop already knows this because he, he knew Larry was at my house through Palantir, right? He knows Larry, he, he knows Larry arrived at my house 45 minutes ago through Palantir. You see what's going on here. There's a, there's a gigantic problem because there is a thing called the Fourth Amendment. And we'll continue to talk about this because this is, a, this is literally the, the technology in place right now is literally tearing down the Fourth Amendment, whether you know it or not. And we'll, we'll continue to talk about that. This is a mess. This is a mess. Uh, yeah, so Larry, so intrusive, he says. So intrusive. I used your name just because of that. Larry, with that so intrusive, how dare you, right? Larry, how dare you take my car with my permission, you dirty dog? Where's the how dare you? There it is right there. There it is. How dare you? All right. Now you got it. You got it, buddy. You asked for it. You got it. Okay. So now we're going to finish this up. Any final thoughts on this? Do you guys, do you understand the implications of what's going on here? Now, this company just went public. I've got a whole bunch of links I'm going to dump. You'll you'll see them. Check them out in the... uh in the uh, and it, it, go to YouTube description box. All my links are there where I got this information from. Everybody's talking about how much money you can make off of the Palantir stock. Nobody's talking about the Fourth Amendment implications <laughs> of what this actually would be. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me. It's like, wait, what? Like, literally, we live in the upside down. We live in the upside down. Nobody gives a shit about the implications. Nobody. But, yeah, well, hopefully somebody does, and that's why we're talking about it. So, <laughs> uh, Brett says, what's up, Brett? Thanks for showing up. Brett says, absolutely conflicts with the Fourth Amendment. We need to protect our Bill of Rights. I feel like it's under siege, and you are completely right. That's the goal. The goal is to turn the whole Bill of Rights over and turn it, rebuild it into something that seems nice but is less nice. I'm telling you, that's the goal. I agree 100%. Yep, you're up, Larry. You're, you're, bring me back. I want some uh, moose drool from the store in my car. Thanks. Let's see. Brett says, uh, what can we even do to stop this? I don't know. I think I think the thing is, I, like, I'm doing what I can. I, you have to get out there and you have to spread the word on this. Like, you have to talk about the surveillance state. You have to talk about the Fourth Amendment. And people don't even understand how the two things are not even, like, compatible. They're just not whatsoever unless the government never has access to that information if a cop pulls up to you pulls you over and cannot access palantir fine fine right but they're they're teaming with law enforcement and they're using this shit this is crazy this is crazy stuff um let's see let's see uh Let's see. Uh, more good comments. More good comments. Looking for phone calls. If you guys want to uh, give me your thoughts, 702-957-1037. Bailey, tons of good comments here, Bailey. Bailey says, uh, let's see, uh, 
if they only had the, uh, let's see, uh, blah we're going back to the undocumented immigrants. We're not going to talk about that too much. Let's see. Uh, this is exactly what Eisenhower warned us about the military-industrial complex. If private private companies contract for the government, says Bailey, they should be required to follow the same laws that the government is required to follow. Furthermore, those laws need to be enforced against them. And that's exactly right. Again, Bailey spot on all night, literally picking up what I'm putting down in exactly saying it better than I ever could. That's exactly it. That's my point. If a cop pulls you over, they should not be able to tap into the laptop and run your license plate and see everything you've been doing for the last two hours, right? Or even two weeks for that matter, right? This is not a thing that should be allowed. And not only that, again, they should, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm soapboxing. Uh, You guys already know. If you're here listening, you understand. If you don't and you... If you have questions on the Fourth Amendment and what that means, we can literally do a whole show on that. The Fourth Amendment versus the surveillance state. It's probably coming, right? Because because nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. It's not on the top of anybody's mind because we're just trying to survive, right? If you're young, you're just trying to get high or just trying to get laid. If you're old, you're just trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's stereotypical, whatever. It is what it is. It's a human life cycle. It is what it is, right? And that's part of the problem. Right. And they know it and they use it against us. And as a result, things like this that are critically important, by the way, to you getting high and getting laid (laughs) and also you surviving critically important to both. They get passed up. They get passed on. They get ignored because everything else is lefty righty bullshit and lefty righty jargon. Yeah, we're about done. Uh, Anybody have final thoughts? We'll do we will do a uh, few more few more minutes here just to make sure we have no phone calls but that's what this is about i'm gonna i'll dump i'll dump some uh dump some uh, links here again uh, as we finish up of, of how i did the research on this and got to the the conclusions i came to right again i'm one dude like please don't ever take what i say as fact don't always fact check me look at my sources think about the way i thought about it and you know like you are you you please make up your own mind i'm not here to tell you how to think I'm here to say that the media is lying to us. I'm here to say that the government is lying to us. I'm here to say that academia is lying to us. I'm here to say all of those things. What all of that means is for you to decide. I'm just trying to make a case, make a point. Trying to hopefully educate some people. Trying to hopefully, yeah, inspire somebody somewhere down the line. So there we go. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. Uh, let's see. Let's see. A uh, few more great comments here. Let's see. Uh, uh, John says, uh, but Mr. Strange, would you be so much safer? Uh, you would be so much safer if you willingly gave up your rights. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Lies. No. Uh, don't you want a safer world for your children? The robot overlords will protect you. The hell they will. And the, the resistance better start building EMP bombs now before it's too late. And I agree, right? I, th- I think there should be, like, if you're going to have... Uh, some some level of um, let's say uh, in your car, like in your uh, uh, what in your Tesla, right? And you got cameras outside looking at everybody around you, and you got cameras in the car looking at you. There's got to be some way for you to have an off switch, right? For literally to pull a freaking lever and be like, I'm gonna drive this car manually, and I want none of this robot surveillance shit, right? Literally like a a, a switch. You you flip the switch and nothing works. But of course, right? Of course. Like all dirty, nefarious surveillance state things, 
the switch doesn't always work, does it? It wouldn't. So there's no way. You, you get the point. The point is we end up in a situation where we just can't get out of it. There's so much surveillance everywhere that we can't do a damn thing about it. There's no off switch. There's only you. And every data point you do, every step you take, every breath you make, yeah, they'll be watching you. I should have had that as a, as a clip. Sometimes, sometimes shit just works too well. You can't anticipate it. Uh, let's see. Uh, John, uh, what's Juck now says, uh, what's up? Thanks for showing up. Which law? Which law? The world's or God's? Uh, well, uh, I'm talking about uh, natural rights. So let's say the gods. <laughs> let's say the gods. Brett says, please do a show about it. Yeah, okay. All right. We will. We will. I'll put it on the list and we'll talk about the Fourth Amendment, uh, your right to a, uh, or no, your, your, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. I can't even do it. It's too late in the night. Uh, your Fourth Amendment, your reasonable search, right? Your right to a reasonable search or not, as the case may be, and the surveillance state. Larry says, going to have to have your aliases on a Rolodex. Rotate your license plates like 007. Exactly right. Uh, Jukno says, uh, religion, uh, one, 1. 1.6, act like God. 2.6, stabbing him in the face. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> what are you talk- Hold on. Hold on. There's more here. What? Holy shit. There's a lot here. Oh, come on, man. I can't, I can't read. Dude, I'm not reading 44 paragraphs. You got to, you got to make it bite size or I'm not reading it. Brett says, I've been looking into EMP scramblers. Yeah. Yeah. Can you please send me some information about EMP scramblers? (laughs) Uh, John says, open the, open the bay doors, Hal. Yeah, exactly. All right. A couple more comments. Let's see. Ash says, educate, educate me, baby. You've been educated. The fourth amendment We'll, we'll do in a show in the, in, in the future here. But, okay, so as we finish up, we're finishing this up. Uh, yeah, I mean, the surveillance state, this is not a good thing, guys. If uh, This is, okay, last point. When, like I've said this before, if you listen to the way that Newspeak is, right, Orwellian Doublethink, and they say, I, say, I think I said this last show or the show previous, and they say you have a public utility, right? Which means it's owned by the government. That's what it means. They say public because they want you to think that you own it, but you don't because you just pay taxes into it. And you're still stuck with whatever bullshit regulations they stuff down your throat. So it's not really publicly owned, right? It's newspeak. It's government owned. All right. So when they say public, that's what that means. Now, when we start to get now, now you notice these terms again, New speak or willing in terms, a public-private partnership, right? You know what that means? That means the government is working with Palantir, and the cops know where you've been before they pull you over. <laughs> yeah, th- just think of the terms. Think of the terms, guys. Think of what they use and what they say and how they say it. That's what the shit means. A public part, public-private partnership means China. That's what that means. It means it means the government has taken over all of the industry and the government is privy to all the information from all of the industry. There's your public private partnership, right? It says when you when you sell it that way, it sure doesn't sound the same, does it? <laughs> What's up, China? CCP, I know you're listening, you dirty hogs. All right, here we go. Last bit. Jukno says, what about Jesus Christ? Why not trust the truth? I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you, buddy. I have nothing against Jesus Christ. Jesus had a great message. So uh, I'm just not going to read three paragraphs of that. So uh, break it down to bite size. You're welcome here. Thanks. And uh, we're done. We're finished. Uh, well, this is three plus long hours. And uh, 
My voice can only take so much, so we have to cut it short at some point. We'll be back on Tuesday night, guys. So we do this. Wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? Wait, we need outro music. What's up, Tamron? Sorry about that. I saw you there. I didn't say hello. What's up, Tamron? Hi, Tamron. Tamron, what's up? Netflix Social Dilemma. I actually watched that with the wife the other day. Watch it. It explains how everything is monitored. Exactly. Netflix Social Dilemma. Check it out. Yes, I did watch that. Thank you, Tamron. Thanks for showing up tonight. And yeah, I did. uh, Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. This world is crazy. We live in the damn upside down and nobody's talking about it. Everybody just wants to pretend everything's fine. And it's not fine. It's not fine. (laughs) It's not fine. Thanks, Penny. You're the best. Penny says, great show. Take care. See you Tuesday. I'm going to sleep. I did a five-hour live stream tonight. Holy crap. You were the... I thought I was the hardest working man in show business. Apparently, you you are hardest working Penny from the UK in show business. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks Thanks for sticking with us, guys. You're the best. Fred, good night, guys. Penny, good night. Stranger Things was a documentary, says Penny. And yeah. Yeah. Netflix Social Dilemma. Watch it. (laughs) Says Tamron. Okay, here we go. At the end, you know what it is. You know what it means. And you know what this is all about. It's all about the things we're not allowed to talk about. We're not allowed to think about. This is wrong speak. This is wrong think. This is thought crimes. Because we're outside of the party line. And I say, fuck all that. And that's why we're here. If we're citizens, if we're autonomous individuals, we have the right to ask our own questions. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we do this. That's why we do this. And uh, thanks for hanging out. I know it's a long show. We do it this way to include you. Remember that. I'm not trying to drone on and preach and do any of that stuff it's not the goal here we just want to include you we want to give you time to to chip in and discuss and we had tons of great calls tonight so thank you again to all the great calls thank you all the people hanging out in chat thank you all the people that listen to the archives after we're live i know there's a lot of you more of you that, that, that actually listen after the fact you guys are all amazing all the support means everything you know what to do if you want to help us out troubleminds.org go leave us a review at itunes or stitcher or any of those other places most importantly just tell a friend just tell somebody hey there's more to the world than what it seems and I think the more people we get in the same boat the more we can hopefully uh, move the boat in the right direction Uh, Penny's YouTube channel is Penny Bunny Penny Bunny and the Curious Bunny actually Penny Bunny on YouTube yeah there you go so uh, Tamron's asking Penny Bunny on YouTube, and I think you can find her other, uh, her other, other channel from there as well, The Curious Bunny. So anyway, at the end, I'm running out of music. You guys are best. Thanks for hanging out. You're listening to Troubled Minds Radio, and I'm your host, Michael Strange. And as the music fades out, thank you for listening, and from our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.